Firing Natty State Studio, the sports media palace of Mid-America, the Wolf of Center Street. Here's your host, John Neighbors. And welcome into the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of of Arkansas. I am your host, John Neighbors, and appreciate each and every one of you joining us and making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. And it is a Tuesday. We're going to have plenty of things to talk about, giving a tribute to a fallen country music star hero, as well as a lot more, which we'll do, of course, in that when it comes to the entertainment side of things. But we'll also get in some other news going around the college basketball landscape, also with the Super Bowl coming up. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing that. But I have to open up the show, as so many of you have seen the title and so many of you have seen the news that has transpired here just over the past eh, roughly 24 hours. You know, we talked about this Razorback basketball team, and I was so over it. I think we all were, but yet here we are talking about it once again because there has been some development, some news, some things that happened where yesterday, last night to be specifically, on Eric Musselman's radio show, it was officially announced that Razorback guard Devo Davis is back on the team. Yeah, you know Devo, the guy that left the team and uh, had it been right before the Kentucky game. And uh, Jay Bill has talked about him going AWOL, and it was under everyone else's understanding that, yes, he was AWOL. Nobody knew where he, knew where he was. Nobody knew what he was doing, all that. Completely, totally MIA. And, oh, yeah, he, he's back. He's back on the team. You know, it, all is well. Everything's good to go. No problems, no issues. But Devo said, quote, or excuse me, Musk says, quote, about Devo. Devo and I met and had a great meeting in the office. He's back with the team in practice today. We're excited to have him back. Okay. All right, so Devo Davis is back. What does that mean? Not a thing to me. I do not care. In Mike Tomlin's voice, I do not care. Because having Devo Davis does not make this team suddenly better. It doesn't make them worse. It doesn't make them a contender. It doesn't do anything for the team itself. We talked about it yesterday. They could win every game in the regular season the rest of the way, go 11-7 and seven in conference play, win nine straight, and still realistically miss out on the NCAA tournament. So, whoopee, okay, whatever. It does not matter for as far as the team's success or whatever it is. But I was talking with the guys, and we'll bring them on here in just a second, about Devo's return and the reaction that has happened from Devo Davis's return, just from Razorback fans within themselves. Now, I will say that some Razorback fans have been very supportive. Good to have Devo back. And I hope that he's done well. It's going to be good to see a familiar face and a guy who's done so much for Arkansas and so much for this program. It's great to have him back, and let's hope for the best. But then there's also the other side of things that has called Devo Davis a quitter. Devo Davis is a guy that didn't deserve to be back on the team. Devo Davis has left the second time, and the fact that he's allowed back is absolutely and totally irresponsible and unacceptable, and he should no longer be allowed to wear that Razorback jersey. Like there, there's just a split and a complete and total divide among Razorback fans on this particular issue. Some fans are okay with it. Some fans are not, plain and simple. I've always taken the avenue, and when it comes to players in almost every regard, leaving or staying, like for instance, when Traylon Burks just a few years ago decided to opt out of the Outback Bowl, a lot of you were very upset. A lot of you did not care. But how I always looked at it is that, hey, 
if the coach is okay with it, if his position coach is okay with it, if his teammates are okay with it, then I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to approach it in the same regard when it comes to Devo Davis. If Muss is okay with it, if the assistants are okay with it, if his teammates are okay with it, then I'm going to be okay with it. But the question becomes, of all the drama that surrounded this team, though, and all of the crazy rumors that were getting thrown around and all the crazy, insane speculation that I, I don't even know. We're, we're not even FCC regulated. I don't even know if I can repeat it on this program because of how ridiculous and how over the top some of it was. But the fact that he was allowed to come back to the team and Musk seems to be excited about it because he said, hey, we're excited about it. And I would certainly hope and give the benefit of the doubt to Musk that he's not bringing him back where the team or team members were saying, we don't want him back. Hey, coach, we don't want him back. And he went against their wishes. Again, maybe I'm assuming too much, which we all know what assuming does. But assuming that is the case, then it makes sense and to have him back. But all that being said, I believe that we, and when I say we, as whether you're a Razorback fan, whether you're astute members of the media like myself, we deserve some sort of explanation as to why. Now, it doesn't have to get into juicy details. We don't have to know the exact extent of why this was the case and why he left and why he came back. But I do believe there needs to be some sort of statement or some sort of press conference or some sort of interview, which, by the way, Diva, if you're watching got an open seat right here next to you. We'd love to sit down and chat. But I would love to know what went into this. It's one thing to happen last year for that short period of time. But now this is the second time this has happened where Devo Davis has left the team and has rejoined the team. What is going on? Like, why? There has to be something to it. There has to be some sort of story to it. There has to be some sort of reason to it. And this just blanket thing of... Like, everyone just expecting to just shrug their shoulders, be like, oh, okay, well, welcome back, Devo. Let's move on. No, no. Like, like you left in a manner that was pretty extreme. I, I mean, nobody knew that you were leaving. There was a statement made five minutes before the Kentucky game starts, and from our understanding, no one knew what happened. No one on the coaching staff knew where he was. No one knew what happened. And then for him to just come rolling back, and to say, hey, I'm back. Yeah, okay. All right, good. Let's go. No, I'm sorry. Like that, that, That's not good enough for me here. Again, you don't have to go into juicy details like I'm sure a lot of you are wanting to know. But just say something. Give us something. Let us know what's going on. Is it something that people need to be concerned about? Is it something that, you, you know, is it mental health? Is it something where you're just like, I didn't feel like playing for a week. I needed a vacation, like almost like a job, and you're coming back, and now you're ready to go. Like There has to be some sort of explanation to it because I don't care who you are. I don't care what the reason is. I don't care anything, whatever. The way you left and how you left, and then now you're coming back, we can't just sit back and be like, okay, whatever, it's fine. There needs to be some sort of understanding. We want to understand, and when you help people understand they're going to relate a lot more. They're going to be more compassionate about it. And to use the same phrase, they're going to be understanding. I don't know if we'll ever get that. I don't know if we'll ever get a chance with Devo Davis, whether it's after the upcoming game against Georgia, after the game itself. Do we get Devo Davis and 
the player availability after the game? Doubtful. Do we get to have him do anything throughout the week as far as midweek press conferences? Doubtful. I think, honestly, our best bet to ever get anything out of what Devo Davis is thinking or what made him come back to the University of Arkansas is either one of two things. Either one, he posts something on social media, or two, there's some sort of setup interview with him to sit down and actually talk about it one-on-one. I think those are the only ways that we get to find out. But I talked about it yesterday and how this, we all know the season's gone. We all know it sucked. We all know that we don't want any part of it. But continuing to see this clown show that has been continuing to happen, where it's not just on the court that you're lacking success, it's off the court drama surrounding it. And it, it's, it's just almost the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to Razorback fandom and content. You know, I always talked about how this show and what we're doing here at Natty State Sports always wants to capture the emotion of Razorback fans when it's at its highest. And in most cases, if not all cases, it's always been about the highest of highs with big wins and the lowest of lows with bad losses. That's what it's always been about. But now in this particular case, the emotional highs that Razorback fans are finding out is not necessarily about the wins or the losses because they think most Razorback fans have accepted that this team sucks. So the emotional highs, the emotional lows, actually no highs, there's just lows. The emotional lows are coming from the clown show outside of the locker room. It, it, and it's just, it's getting old. It's, I'm, it's growing tiresome where each and every day there's some new development that has nothing to do with the game of basketball and has nothing to do with the Razorback basketball program. And I think that that's where fans really start to get fed up and lash out a little bit, not justifying it. I mean, I trust me, we've seen comments, we've seen tweets, we've seen replies. Some of them are pretty nasty and pretty terrible, pretty awful. But there is some reason for Razorback fans to at least be pretty annoyed, frustrated, and upset, not just with the lack of success on the court, but also the drama surrounding the entire program and the entire team over the past couple of months. So Devo Davis is back. Great. What does that mean to the season, to the team? Absolutely nothing. But what does it mean to the drama-filled sitcom reality show that we've seen of Razorback basketball? Apparently a lot because it's just another episode and what we get to see, hopefully, a season finale of this once again clown show here very soon, hopefully, in the coming weeks. So with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome in uh, the rest of the John Neighbors Show crew, of course, uh, we're going to have a lot of people, uh, I'm sure, chiming in and giving their thoughts and opinions on everything. But we also have, of course, Andrew Ellis and Scotty Bordelin of Natty State Sports. What's up, fellas? Well, I'm going to let Scotty handle uh, the how Devo impacts the actual <laughs> basketball team and all the X's and O's and the real nuance of what's going on here. And I'm going to say, John, I don't, I don't rarely really say this much. I don't give you a ton of credit. I try to avoid doing it at all costs most of the time. I appreciate that. But I got to give you credit here, John. I agree with just about everything you said. I mean, I thought you nailed it really well. And just kind of our point of view on this thing of like, look, I know people always say, oh, well, why, why do you feel like you're entitled to know what's going on with the team? Why do you feel entitled to know their personal business? Like all that. That's fair. You're not entitled to share your personal life with us. You're not entitled to be our friend. You're not entitled to care about us. And I say us like media people, but the fans or whoever, mm-hmm. you don't have to share anything with us at all. But we also don't have to care about you. We also don't have to support you, and we also don't have to defend you publicly, which I don't. I can't speak for everyone. I've been defending Devo a lot publicly. Yeah. Like, I don't have to keep doing that, you know? Like, if, if they want to play this, like, oh, yeah, we're just not going to speak about it, and y'all can figure out what happens. Like, we don't care if you know or not. Like, fair, then, like, we just don't have as 
deep a personal kind of, and I know that's, you know, the players don't care whether we care about them or not, but uh, the players that we gravitate to and that we love to cover and talk about and give the love to, like a Jalen Williams is who I think of, who really embraces that personal relationship with the fans and sharing and taking pictures and just being like, and you know what's funny is Devo is in this category too. Devo has really embraced the fact that the fans love him and he loves being very open. He's posting the pictures. I'm at 1 a.m. Here I am shooting. And we love that. We love that about Devo. That's kind of what makes us love him. And so I think I agree with you, John, where it's like, if they're really just going to like do this and not say anything and just be like, hey, we're back. Y'all can fit, you know, speculate whatever you want. Like, we don't, we're not going to talk about it. I, I'm, that's going to rub me a little bit the wrong way, especially because it's happened twice in a row now. And like, look, how are we supposed to come on this show and be like, hey, fans, here's how you should feel about Devo if, He's like, hey, screw you. Y'all can interpret whatever you want. That's kind of, you know, I, it's, it's a little interesting. And so I think it's, it, I don't care what your story is, Devo. I don't care what your story is, Must. But you do have to have a story. You do have to let us know what happened. What happened Saturday? What happened in those weeks off? Like, it, you know, if you don't want to tell us, that's cool. But we also don't have to give a crap about <laughs> the team. And we don't have to talk about the team. We will very much use this platform to talk about other stuff, which we have done a lot of. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot about controlling the narrative. Right, like that's why the the news came out on Eric's radio show on Monday night, and not, you know, any other way. But like, if if the story does come out, I would imagine it's tiered Hogs Plus, and then Devo has to score like twenty or twenty five points uh, against Georgia on Saturday until and like he's almost like forced to come into you know the post game interview, and you know that's when the questions will start flying. Um, I'm just I'm I said this you know when. I think it was the Monday after the Kentucky game. I said, I, I hope he does come back because I don't want his career to end like this. And I'm, I'm glad that um, – I'm, I am glad that he's back. I don't know what exactly the impact of him returning is going to be on the on the backcourt because the backcourt's been in flux, you know, all Man, year, yeah. you know, with everybody around Tremont Mark. Uh, but I'm glad Devo's not ending his, his career just by kind of vanishing into – just into thin air. Um, he deserves a better send-off than that. And the send-off might just be, you know, losing on Wednesday night sadness in the SEC tournament. But I'm glad he at least finished it. He finished what he started. So um, I'm, I'm going to be – I hope we do get to talk to him again um, and just let the questions fly and just let the, let the answers fly. Yeah. And, you know, we're probably not going to get the unvarnished truth on it because you, you don't normally get that in press conference settings. But – um, Devo's been one of my favorite guys for years. Um, you know, going back to when he was the candy sharing guy in the locker room, yeah. and um, you know, he would tell me that you know, upside down Nike headband Devo his freshman year was a different cat. Oh man, than, yeah. And that that's when like when they were playing at Missouri the other day, I noticed Chandler Lawson and a couple other guys were wearing that. I was yeah, wondering if that was a, a little salute to Devo, but yeah, I'm I'm glad he's back. But as far as like the on court stuff goes, I just I don't. I don't know what to expect, yeah. and yeah. I think everybody's in that same space. Well, I'm glad you know the the situation you described, which is like, hey, he scores 25 points at George or against Georgia, and then that's whenever we hear from him or whatever. Like, I'm fine with that. And look, the story can be whatever Devo wants it to be. Even if he doesn't have to come right out tomorrow and have a press conference, or he didn't even have to do it at the Georgia game. Maybe he waits till after the year. But I think a lot of I speak for a lot of people who would just love to hear his side of the story. I don't care mm -hmm. what that side of the story is. Like, we support Devo and we love him. Like, whatever. Whatever this, whatever your story is, man, just tell it. But like, we want to support you and we want to be on your team. But it's really hard if we're just in the dark here. And I'm I, not that we're important here. I'm just saying, right. like, you have a space to tell your story with us. 
Yes, 100. Yes, you, you have a space yeah. to tell your stories. Yeah. And like, again, yeah, Devo, that's what you, everyone wants. We got know? a chair over here for you, man. It's comfortable too. <laughs> yeah, John's not yeah. lying. You can't see it in the shot. You can't see it. There's, there's, there's a chair there. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw in even another camera, and you'll have it on you too. So, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Where I, I'm with you, Scotty. It's like I I've always been a big fan of Devo. I've always appreciated Devo. I, I mean, he he was great in his freshman year, but that moment that I think we even brought it up when he locked down old uh, Mac McClung. And then that Texas Tech to go to the Sweet 16, where everybody was watching that game knew get what going to the Sweet 16 meant to Razorback fans because they had been the longest tenure team to miss out on the Sweet 16 in SEC. Like Vanderbilt, like had, had been the one before that. It was just so long, and everyone knew about Mac McClung and the fact that as soon as that free throw was hit, I believe it was JD Note. As soon as he hit it, or even if he missed it, I, it doesn't matter. Devo immediately freshman on Mac McClung and Mac McClung didn't touch the ball like that was that's the Devo that I was like man this guy yeah that's where is, the is a next level dude that's where the defensive Devo stopper narrative started yeah it was right then and there but yeah because he, he I mean he did not give up on that because and it was just the uh, the court awareness where you know I, I know that everybody knows but he's like he knew what he, he knew exactly as a true freshman in that moment with everyone watching he knew Mac McClung is the guy that's going to get the ball. Mac McClung's the guy that's going to shoot that ball. And Mac McClung's really good at hitting shots. So how do you keep him from making the game-winning shot? You keep him from getting the basketball. And I don't know if it was just the fundamentals that he learned from Jacksonville. I don't know if it was what the happened in, in, like, you know, those practices with Eric Musselman just in his freshman year. But whatever it was, his instinct kicked in, and he's like, I don't care what happens. I'm not letting you touch the ball. And that's when I think really – like that coupled with him hitting the game winning shot, essentially the next time out against Oral Roberts is when everybody was like, man, this kid, this, this is something special. And he continued to show that, you know, the next year going back to the elite eight. And then this past year and the performance he had against Kansas, I know he fouled out of the game, but just uh, that. And then the emotion that we continue to see after that game of him just tearing up and knowing what meant, it meant so much like that's, that's the Devo that we all know and love. And that's why, like what you said, Scotty, and what you said, Andrew, too, is like, I'm not saying you you owe us, owe me, owe anybody an explanation for what's going on in your life and in your personal life. But if you truly want the speculation, the horrible rumors, which I know you've heard, I know you've heard about them. If you want all of that to end and all of that to be put to rest and all of that to just be stopped, all you got to do is just give us your side, my man. Like, that's all we're asking for, and that's all I'm asking for. I'm not, again, I'm not saying you have a sit-down, like, uh, a deal with Oprah Winfrey and sitting there just be like, so what were you thinking during this time? You know, like, I'm not, I'm not even saying that. Like, But if you need that, we got you. Yeah, we, we, can, we can provide it. I can, I can be Oprah for you. I, 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 can, I wish I had her money. But, um, we, but the point is, is, like, you don't have to just open up for this crazy, spe- just help, out, help everybody else out. And help yourself out. Help everything get put to rest. Because it's one thing if there was not these crazy, insane rumors and speculation yeah. going on. And if it was just like, oh, man, I heard he quit. Or, oh, man, I heard he can't play basketball. Oh, I heard he's playing hurt. Whatever it is. But because it's been taken to a whole nother level, this is where it's like, it's best for you to come out and say something. Help everybody out. Because if you came out and said, man... I, I was in a bad headspace. Uh, I was being a bad teammate. I had a, I had a, I just wasn't, I wasn't myself. I had some major issues going on in my life. 
whatever it is. And you came out and say, but I, I need a time away. Coach Muss was able to provide that for me. And he welcomed me back. And I'm, I'm very thankful to be back. And I can't wait to be back on the court with my brothers. Like something like that. Everybody like, all right, man, that, great. That's, that's great. We're glad you're back, Devo. Glad you're being healthy. But I'm glad you got that done. So let's, let's, we're going to cheer for you. But when you just sit back and just like, hey, figure it out, you know, say whatever you want, speculate. Then that's when you're going to get this crazy, insane stuff that we've been seeing over the past. I wouldn't weeks. hate if he did a little fax like the MJ. I'm back. Just as simple as that. Just simple as hey, say something. You know, just a little. You know, the little the, the facts when he was mm -hmm. back. Just give us a little little tease. Yeah, I think the I think the con to just even doing something like that is you can do it and tell your side of the story, but you're not going to give everybody every single answer that they want. Yeah. And so yeah. they're going to be like, why did you even do this? And then they're going to pick apart everything you say and say it's cap or, you know, you're holding back or, you know, you're not being completely truthful or, or whatever. So I don't even know what the, yeah. what the point of that is, unless it's, you know, he finds a platform where he can be, you know, completely unfiltered and there's, you know, anytime you put yourself out there, you're, you know, you're opening yourself up to, to criticism mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff. I mean, there'd be people that would appreciate the transparency, but there's, I mean, you all you got to do is look into any comment section. There's going to be oh, people man, that yeah. just yeah. But he can at least appeal to, more to normal to, people. Like, yes, yeah. you know, well, like you don't have to you don't have to appeal to the comment people. section, yeah, but you, you can even... appeal to like normal people who are Arkansas fans that want to support you. And you know, and people like people really do appreciate stuff like that yeah. when you just say your part or whatever. You know, it, it could be as simple as just posting you know your message when you're leaving. You know, people do yeah. that all the time. Like people are still mad that Chad Morris That's never posted and said. Thanks, hogs, for whatever. Yeah. That kind of little stuff really matters to people. And so it's yeah. like as simple as just being like, hey, guys, I'm back and I'm here and I'm sorry. I, I love you guys. Like, I'm a hog. People would eat that up, man. They yeah. really would. Well, the and, fact that he went back to practice on Monday, though, and was just like incognito about it tells me that he's not really concerned about it. No. And which, which again, is point. why I'm like, I really think that's not the I mean, especially if this is going to end south, because like you mentioned, they could just lose Wednesday night in Nashville and that'd be how this story ends. But that wouldn't be as hard to swallow as never, you know, just them going out without a whimper, without saying yeah. anything, and there'd be no transparency, no honesty, no discussion or anything. That would that would be tough. Well, to and, me, it's uh, like uh, the movie Jerry Maguire, for those of you who have seen that, but it's kind of like, you know, the help me, help you type thing. That's kind of what I'm looking at for Devo. It's just like, you know, for us on this on our platform that we have, whether it's on this show or at the pod, pod at the Palace or, you know, whatever we're doing or anybody – it's like we're not trying to attack or to fuel or to, you know, do anything to try to put somebody in a negative light just for the sake of our own benefit. It's like help me help you. Help us help you out when it comes to what's going on in your life. Because, you know, if you look at the replies and the comments and the trolls and all that stuff, yeah, don't appeal to them. As, as Scott and Andrew said, don't even worry about them. Don't even answer to them. But what you can do is that the legitimate logical, rational fans out there that are truly concerned and can truly want to be supportive, you can help them out so much by just saying something. And that's like communication is always, you know, they say communication is key in every relationship. And whether you want to look at it this way or not, fans and the team that they support is truly a relationship. It's a transactional thing. The team provides excitement entertainment, fun, emotions, and the fans provide the ticket sales, the, the, the ability to have nice buildings, nice facilities, the players, the money. Like, it's a transactional relationship. And 
in any sort of thing, if there's the communication that's not there, no matter whose side is it's on, then that becomes problematic. You know, the fans, how, how do they, what are some of the easiest ways that they let everybody know that they're very upset with the state of things? Well, get, the biggest thing is they don't show up. Like that's yep. usually the key component. That's communication right there. That's, it's nonverbal, but it's communication. They're letting you know. And so it's the same thing when it comes from the team. Like, yeah, we'd all love to have full transparency on every single thing that's going on, but we don't, we don't need it. Fans don't need it. Fans just want to see success. They don't care how it's done. They just want to see success. But when it's something like this, that's, again, off the court and crazy things happening, all fans are wanting is just saying, man, just let us know. Like, like what's, that's what we just, we just want to know so we feel like we're not being the, the you know, uh, the shade being put in front of us. Like, we just, we don't want to be trying to explain to people when people are like, man, I heard these rumors. Did you hear about them? They're like, well, man, they're not true. I don't think they're true. There's no way they can be true, but. I don't know. There's no other explanation because I'm not getting anything right now. So yeah. and it's look, just, I don't even try to be helpful. Forget the rumors, man. I'm really just like if Devo just tweets a picture of a hog right now, like yeah. it literally like that would be <laughs> crazy. Enough. The bar, I don't even care. You don't. Have, we don't have to talk about anything. But just being like, hey, I'm still on the team. What's up? That we, we can start there. We can work. We can build from there. But yeah, we just need like a little bit. Let us know that you're still rocking with us. You know, like when was the last time that you knew all the details on dirt? from like a really big story you don't like you just no. you don't unless you're just like immediately connected to it and if devo doesn't want to do this on his own then it's kind of just yeah. it's it falls to you know arkansas's communication staff and you know he's just going to play on saturday yeah yeah and well, that's, that's what that's sucks just, is because then for the rest of time we'll always have to like We'll always remember the fun moments with Devo, and then we'll be like, "Yeah, but that was super weird." You remember when he like left the team yeah. twice, and, and we never really goes, got an explanation? It, it all goes. His back. legacy is going to be what it is. You know what I mean? Like, and we get to determine it right now. Like, you know, it's going to be so much easier if we're just all on the same page here. And so, whatever that entails, whether that's, you know, he can say whatever he wants, but it's like as long as we just are all on the same page. And right now, it feels like there's just no communication. I feel like that's a, that's always weird. I don't like Yeah. That. I mean, I don't agree with the comment that I think he'll get booed by fans on Saturday. There's no, no way. No way. Because that's the thing is most fans are just, they want to support, you know, they want to yeah. understand what's going on. So I, I don't know. And it all goes back to um, what Andrew said in, felt weird calling you Andrew, I always call you Ellis. It goes back <laughs> to what Ellis said, like when we were doing the, uh, the preseason streams, just yeah. like the four of us. Um, and then you were talking about how, you know, complicated his his legacy was going to be and how, you know, in 10 or 15, 20 years, it's going to be somebody's going to ask you, like, tell me about, you know, Devo Davis. And it's like, OK, well, he did this, this and this. It was great. But also there was the step away from the team in yeah. in 22, 23. And then the next year he did it again for, you know, two more games than the previous year. And it's just kind of hard to just kind of hard to wrap him up into yeah. this one thing. You know, it's it's kind of complicated, but there's obviously there's high points and you know mm -hmm. plenty of low points well, too. It's all part of the story. And and the thing is for Devo too, uh, you know when people, no matter what it is, and especially when it comes to legacies and ten years, a lot of times and that almost all the time, people remember how it ends more so than anything. Um, you know that there will be maybe time will have that be, be pretty forgiving. You know if you think about some. You know, like Tom Brady, for instance, throwing him out there. Like, people are probably going to more so remember Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls and, and everything. But, you know, I don't think anyone's going to remember his final year being, like, what dis what defined him as an athlete. 
And with Devo, that's kind of the thing that I think everyone's hoping to avoid in what you talked about, Scotty, was dealing with you don't want it to end this way because in college you only got four years to play or five years to play four in most cases unless you're that guy from miami six years (laughs) nine years and they're pulling (laughs) eligibility out the wazoo but overall you're you're gonna have just a short time frame and for devo's first three years to be a guy who went eight and was on a team that went eight and three in the ncaa tournament and got arkansas being a local arkansas kid back to a a place of prominence and a place of national relevance you know that's what you want devo to be remembered by and that's what we all want to remember devo by and who knows how the rest of the season plays out but this is certainly going to be a thing that if it just continues to have no communication and nothing mentioned about it it's going to be one of those deals that like you say so we look back on and we're like now tell us about devo davis well he's a great player he had some great success but man there was some weird stuff going on about it and yeah. that's just not that's not how I, I but whether it's right or wrong, that's not how I want to remember it. And that's not, I don't think how Razorback fans want to remember. They want to remember the good things, not about the weirdness and not about the awkwardness and not about the crazy rumors that got thrown around. Just remember the good times and the good things about Devo and what he was able to do. And until, because even so, going back to the whole point of saying, hey, what happened? And so that way people can be a little bit more compassionate, relatable and everything. If he does that, people are going to not remember the weirdness. More so, they're going to remember the, the great legacy that he's going to leave behind because they're going to be like, hey, they filled the void. They filled this void that's sitting there that's eating at things. You fill it, and it's done, and then you actually remember what matters. But as long as that void's still there, it's still just going to be sitting there and like getting swole, swollen and continuing to eat at the whole situation with Devo, too. Well, and, you know, everyone's wanting to kind of know also, how does this actually impact the team on the court? Does this help? Does this... And the answer is the way it always is with Devo Davis. It's kind of dependent on what version of him we get. And that's, again, that's part of this whole story too. And that's at least what I'm looking forward to a little bit is that at least when Devo's playing, there's always just, all right, does he play well? And obviously there's we've seen the potential of what he can do to help this team. But again, it's it, it all comes down to how, what version of him shows up. I don't care what he says pre or post, but are we getting the Devo that we've come to know and love that's, locking up 94 feet that's locked in and clearly engaged and being that spark plug or is he the version of Devo that we have seen a little bit this year not as strong in some of those areas doesn't seem to kind of care as much again that's kind of the fun of all this thing is like there's always that potential for him to win us back and we're mm-hmm. kind of like saying that's kind of what our plea here on this show is like Devo win us back man yeah I don't care if it's at the post game press conference if you want to score 25 if you want to have six deals do it however you want to do it but Let's just get back to having fun, you know, and that's yeah. kind of what I hope he's able to do as a player. And I hope that's what we're able to do covering this team. Cause if you want to know why we've spent over 30 minutes on this show, talking about one player who might not, or might not even help the team or hurt the yeah. team at all. Hasn't even been on the team for a week. It's because the team sucks. Yep. And so there's nothing fun to talk about. So, Hey, if we can get a fun ending to this Devo story, even if it is just a flame out in the sec tournament, but at least they went out trying, I can live with it as long as we get something. And I'm just, I'm, I'm like you said, Scotty, I'm glad that he gets to finish it. However he wants to, well, and it's and up to him at this and point. I, and I will say, to, on top of that, too, not saying it's going to happen, but imagine the type of story it would be if it was something to where this team, led by Devo Davis, went on a run in the SEC tournament and won it. Now, again, I'm not Whoa. saying it. I'm not saying it. But just think about, you know, we talked about the legacy and all that. Yeah. Even if they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament, 
it would be in Arkansas has only won the SEC tournament once. And that was kind of in a, not the exact same situation, but they needed Joe Johnson to step up big in 2000 to get it done. But just imagine the type of added legacy to Devo where I'm looking at best case scenario. If it was able to not only him rejoin the team, them to finish stronger in these final nine games, but then to just do something, put something crazy together and the stars align, things work out and maybe get some good matchup favors. Maybe, you know, somebody upsets a higher seed into whatever it is. But just think about that type of story and how Devo would be then viewed. I mean, even now he's great, but like that would be some of like the ultimate underdog Cinderella type story where, man, it's something that seemed like just horribly down on the dumps. Everything was bad, terrible guys yeah. left. Then he comes back in. It's like, oh yeah, don't forget. March Devo still has not arrived yeah, yet. He's still, yeah, and then March boom, Devo's it happens. I think, the SEC tournament does take place in March. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect timing. Yeah, for sure. I think I think as fans or people who cover the team, I think we just got to get past the point of um, just expecting to get answers. Like Devo right. doesn't Devo doesn't owe you an explanation. Like unless no. you're a direct report to Devo, he don't owe you nothing, brother. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people can make the argument of, you know, he's being paid a lot of money. He's like, yeah. you deserve some answers or whatever. Not like, by y'all. It's No. <laughs> yeah. it's, no and not like, by us. Yeah. we de- Like, we don't even deserve – we don't deserve answers. Like, it's it's his life. It's his story. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to – like, somebody commented, like, I think it was Kingsley. He said, I think he'll address it eventually, but let it be at his pace and his terms. That's fine. Yeah, 100%. do that, brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't owe us a damn thing. Yeah. And, you know, going to the point of the – paying and all this stuff you get you know else gets paid professional athletes you know what professional athletes have done like they don't give explanations to stuff that happens i'm in just here so i either. won't get fine yeah exactly <laughs> like, they, like they're not going to come out and just be like oh well you know i normally i wouldn't give an explanation but because i'm making money like I'm gonna have to, because I'm, gonna, I'm rich because i'm, I'm rich i have to tell everybody to tell about everything my about life. my business yeah like, would it be great to get an explanation of course because sure. we could probably fill up two of these shows in a pot of the palace and a yeah. six-pack with all, all yeah. that stuff but like yeah it'd be great but I mean, if you're expecting it, and then tomorrow you're expecting it, Good luck. and then the next day you're expecting it, like that's you're, just, you're getting your they, hopes People up. always want immediate gratification. Like with the must coaching rumors, they're like, ah, oh, when are we going to get answers? I'm like, it's going to be a minute, man. It's yeah. going to be a while. I mean, they're already jumping. It's like, oh, Chris Beard's coming. So, I mean, that's where yeah. it happened. Like it just. And look, and that's that's an important thing to note is that like Devo, it might never happen. And also like, like Kingsley said, at his own pace, like, just let the dude play ball, you know? Yeah. Like if he goes out there and plays well Saturday, ain't nobody going to be saying, hey, man, what's going on? You're going to get addressed or whatever. If Devo, just let Devo go play ball. He's got however many games left, 10. We never know the answer. I think that's why he's back, because he likes playing ball. Still one, could, one could For, argue, yeah. To a degree, he probably likes playing with the guys that he's on this roster with, or at least some of them. Um, and the re- I think a big reason he's coming back is because of the freaking fans. The fans. Like, they admire this guy. They've admired him since he was the the kid that came off the bench and sparked them all these years ago against Georgia, by the way, yeah. if you remember that. that his his big, breakout big game breakout. was against Georgia. Um, put me down for Devo 18-plus points on Saturday. Well, and for all the in-state <laughs> love, love kids it. that this fan base likes to overrate yeah. and pretend are good, y'all can't get behind this one. Y'all can't get behind one because you know what Devo is? He's flawed. He's up and down. You never really know what you're going to get from him. You know what he is? He's a human. Mm. And that's what that's what he he's an Arkansan is what he is, John. Yeah. That's what he is. Everybody well, always wants the in-state kids to play. Well, yeah, you the want the in-state, in-state kids to play. Devo's like, been playing a lot and he's been playing his ass off for a lot of that time yeah. and playing hard. 
you know, like, well, I, I get it. I'm, in, I've been disappointed by Devo at times, like 100%. I've defended him and regretted it. And I, I get being frustrated at certain things, but it's like, for all these kids that y'all tell me are good that suck, that are y'all like them just because they're in the state of Arkansas, like, where's that with Devo, you know? where Where is that energy? And I'm not saying you have to defend him at all costs, but it's like, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, we can talk if he about comes his... back and If he comes back and plays well, it's going to be one of the coolest stories yeah. ever, like John said. Like, we I'm can cool talk about his shot selection and his decision-making. Yeah. Sure, that's Which all, we will. That, that's all fair game. And yeah, we'll probably talk about it We'll talk about Saturday. that he gets lost on defense sometimes. We can talk about it yes. Saturday when he starts and plays 33 minutes. Yeah. Well, and see, but we don't have to rip the guy's character anytime no. anything happens, man. Like, it is yeah. what it is. And, and, and here's the thing, too, is like kind of going back to what you were, Andrew, referring to with, you know, talking about he's flawed, he, he's you know, emo- over-emotional maybe at times. He maybe does things that are, like, over the top and maybe reacts, maybe says some things. We've seen him get ejected. We've seen him, you know, do – like, it's it's all of that. And here's the thing. Like, he's Arkansas. Like, Devo Davis is Arkansas. That's what I'm in saying. In a nutshell. Like, it is – because that is Arkansas. Arkansas fans, Razorback fans, over-emotional, overreactive. But passionate, Devo's, but fired Devo's up. the only over emotional, yeah. overreactive kid that Arkansas has ever had yes. in his program's history. Yeah, Come like, on I mean, now. he is that. He is the only left-handed guard under six <laughs> five that couldn't like, really shoot and was inconsistent. This been, has never happened. Before. There have been players in the program that have gotten in actual trouble. Devo's never been in any actual oh. trouble. Yeah, he's just like y'all. Defend, y'all like Anton Beard more than Devo. Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Yeah, I <laughs> can't. Yeah, I don't understand. Y'all think Darian Ford is still good, and y'all y'all can't get behind Devo? Like, yeah, geez. yeah. That's that's my thing. Is like if if you know Arkansas, which I know all of you watching, all of you listening, you know what Arkansas is because you are Arkansas. And look at yourself a little bit. Now, are you? I don't know. Being flamboyant, painting your nails, and you know, taking the long absences that nobody knows about at work. Maybe not. But you are kind of the same when it comes to the personality of a Devo Davis. Again, you're passionate. You're overreactionary. You you like to you know, make things that maybe are a bigger deal than what they actually are. Maybe you get emotional. Cause I'm telling you right now, if you are a true Razorback fan, do not sit there and lie to me in the comment section that when Devo and Muss were embracing each other after that Kansas game and Devo got teared up, don't you dare sit there and act like you didn't get emotional. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, I don't got a dog named Devo. Don't try like to play. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, I'm getting, ch- I'm getting choked up right now. Just talking about it and thinking about it because that is Arkansas right there in yeah, a nutshell. The, you want to be the same person. It's real life. You know what I mean? Like, we can all sit here and pretend like every year it's just this fun, happy-go-lucky team. And look, Muss has been had this ridiculous relationship with Devo, too. I mean, the guy he's having that embrace with is the guy who quit the team two months before. Exactly. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's what it, made the high worth the low, man. Right, yeah. and it's like, I, I get it. You want it to be. You want him to play better. We want him to play better sometimes, too. We wish he weren't as erratic as he is. But it's like, dude, he's that, that's what real life is. And so that's what... Well, and, what this, and, 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 and yeah, I don't and know. Going back to that moment, because I know it's just that one moment in time, but going back to that moment with Muss and Devo, do you... Re- I wish we could play the clip, but again, don't want to get copyrighted. But do you remember the words that Muss said when Devo came up to him? He said, because she, the, the reporter there was asking about how it's, it has a lot to do with this guy, talking about Devo. And Musk says, I love this kid. He's like my son. And Devo responded with, I love you too, coach. That, that's, that's not fake. That's not set up. That's not some drawn out statement. That's real. Yeah. That's real. And as you mentioned, like he, what was it, two months prior when he left the team first time? And then to see it there, yeah. Man, that's not somebody that 
that's not somebody that just deserves to be thrown across or thrown away like some piece of trash or anything like that. Like, that's truly what it was about. So I, I just I just feel like it's it's about the time where again, maybe we get an explanation, maybe we don't, but Devo's back and Strap I'm hoping in. I'm hoping Razorback fans will uh, be supportive. I think also, most of them will. What else were we gonna do down the stretch? You know what I mean? It's like what what was the other intriguing topic to to monitor down the stretch? It's like this just gives us some fun. Yeah. That's that's what we needed around here. We so need everybody fun. just relax. Yeah. Relax, guys. Yeah, we're, we're, we we like to have fun around here, and that's what it's all about. I mean, let's be honest. It's yeah, we were uh, we were threatened with a lawsuit for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So let's get to some of these comments is, this, too. That's why my take on this hasn't changed whatsoever. Yeah, I believe you've been threatened with a lawsuit. I yeah. literally said last week. I said I hope he comes back because I don't want his career to finish like this. Yeah. You know, you've gotten the no Devo every second that he's played here. Freaking covered it. Yeah, you know what kind of kid he is. Of course, like everybody's got baggage. Like you just don't know because he's not freaking saying anything. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about their baggage yeah. or what they're going through and stuff. Yeah. So Average please, Joe, please. I feel I feel very <laughs> confident. Fun. Sift through the archives of my Devo takes. I don't yeah. believe I, there was ever a point where I was like, "This screw him, he's out yeah, of here, kick him off," or like anything like that. So it's like, no. look, I don't know what you're trying to insinuate, but it's yeah. like pull up the pull up the receipts on my ass if you want. Yeah, go, please, go, please, go yeah, it. please let me know. I'd love to know where I was trashing Devo. I think I was like one of the three people in the state of Arkansas defending him and being like, hey, let's just let's just see how this plays out. Like me and John yeah. did a reaction show afterwards yeah. and we didn't know what to say, but we just we didn't say anything crazy. Like what are y'all no. talking about? It's I not like know. we were coming I for think his it was, people want to hear their own we stuff. We hope he's okay and I personally hope yeah. he came back. Yeah. And I, I even I mean going back to what I was talking about at least on that show on their reaction show as well as Throughout the show, it was just like, Devo's gone. We don't know why. It sucks that he's gone, but this team sucks, and it's just there's a lot of problems going on, and, you know, it's just a bad situation. But, yeah, I don't know if anything that anybody ever said is like, yeah, Devo just, yeah, he's a quitter. You know what's crazy? It's quitter. Quit. We, even, we, we don't even, love the Hawks. We even had to pretend whenever they played well without him and Trevin, we were like, yeah, it's not a reflection happened? of yeah. those guys. Sometimes it just was whatever. Like, we were being as nice as we could, dude. What are y'all yeah, talking about? I, I don't. Yeah, uh, I, I want to get to a that. comment from a funny guy on there. Uh, we got this, this guy who has a Dracula hairline named Curtis. Uh -huh. uh, he says, is it true Devo was only allowed back so Arkansas could field a team Saturday? That's an it's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the thing about this Arkansas team is you never know who's gonna play and who's not gonna play on a given day. That's Might the add one and lose one. Yeah, I mean, you 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 watch Devo leave. Maybe he comes back. We don't know. Trevin, we still have no idea really what's going on there. Uh, no update. He tried to play last week, Eric's so you think he's show. gonna play this week? Caleb Battle DMP in the second half. What's going on there? Do the coaches' decisions? How far? Where does the coach's decision in? Is it just in the game, or does can the coach decide for you not to play at all? Big picture. Where do the coach's decisions end? It's and where do the player Devo exercised his players' addition uh, a decision recently? <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, play, what players are going to do it this week? Hey, it was a coach's decision to let Devo back on the team, and so Devo you know, played the night, and that was a coach's decision. That was a coach's decision. So Has he not earned any leash over the years? Apparently not. I mean, a little bit. Apparently not. Nope. Zero. I mean, no. I get that, like, three games is... And look, you know, we give him the leash. It's quite a bit. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Let's be clear. We've given him the leash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But we we acknowledge it. We you, know, you, you must says he's like his son. Y'all do the same thing for y'all's horrible kids that spit on people in public <laughs> and pee their pants and do all this. Like, you defend them, and you're like, hey... It's fine. He'll he'll grow out of it one day. We're mm -hmm. doing the same thing with Devo, who yeah. is our large adult son. I mean, yeah. what do you want us to do? He again, he is 
Arkansas. Raising kids is hard. Arkansas. Yeah. Scott, <laughs> Scotty knows. They hit too close to home for Scott. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty knows all about that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm sorry. No, yeah. it, is, it is hard. It's hard to coach kids that are, you know, trying to figure out, you know, who and what they are. You know, Mal, if you're listening, I was talking about the people in the trailer parks, not the not not. not <laughs> then there's the and then there's the basketball side of things. It's it's the whole package. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you know I I just hope that maybe there's something that can be done, and maybe Georgia that game maybe something will happen in that game. Maybe they win. Maybe Devo's a great the game. Clock a little bit that'd be good. Yeah, maybe Devo's a great game. Maybe he goes in the media. Maybe he addresses. I don't know. Just tell me if Devo doesn't get a steal go coast to coast for a transition layup that you're not going to cry a little Dude, bit. when Devo hits, oh, when yeah. we get our first three-vo three appearance vo. when he comes back, I can't wait. Or when, you know, or yeah. just even the thing like, you know, he puts a pass and, you know, hikes it to a player like he's a center in football. And yeah. You know what it. I want to see Saturday? I want to see uh, upside-down headband Devo. I also want to yep. see the long-sleeve T-shirt, baggy DBU T. You remember when he used to wear that? <laughs> yeah. And I want to see the high socks. When, yeah. when he gets the high socks, he's a better ball not handler. Just I'm the high, not just the high, not just the, I want to see the high socks and not just the double shooter sleeves over the legs thing. Like, give yeah. Me the, yeah, I want the full on like, the socks that you yanked socks. up. But dude, I swear his ball handling gets like a plus three percent whenever he is in those socks. <laughs> he's just like a floor general. He, he averages like six assists. Pull up the yeah. hog stats will confirm that. The there. upside down headband adds about six, adds about six yeah. to his overall. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, and again, I know we've we've talked a lot about uh, Devo and everything, and I also love how Black Neighbor says Curtis pulled a Devo and walked out on the Natty State yeah. team. Yeah, so, we famously uh, don't always have two people on this show, and there's not always one true. of us sitting out. We famously, this is unique. No, yeah, well, listen, we're not saying anything about Curtis's situation, okay? Yeah, All we right, don't want to comment. I mean, Curtis, no Curtis will speak whenever he I wants to I was going to gonna tell yeah. y'all where he was, but I'm just not out of respect no. for his privacy. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, did you put, did we put a statement? We demand answers hey, from Devo. Hey, Mike, do we put a statement out? Okay, yeah, this is what the statement yeah, said. Yeah, Branson, That's, get on so, that yeah, statement. Yeah, we need Branson. He got that statement ready. <laughs> so that way we can make it work. Yeah, let's, Tune let's in do tomorrow that. to see which combination of two will be. We Who might knows? make him available tomorrow. We might not. Yeah, we may have more starting lineups on this show than the Razorbacks do this season. We may start doing that, too. So... Uh, but we will get into some other things, folks, here in just a little bit. But uh, first, of course, we got to tell you about uh, one of our great sponsors here on Natty State Sports as well as the John Neighbor Show. It is Superior Contracting and Development. Now, folks, I know that a lot of you who are out there in the state of Arkansas, you're looking to have this warm weather once it starts happening to get something a little bit different in your house, whether it's interior and dealing with some of the redesigning of inside of your home as well as an exterior. Maybe you're building a pool, something fun like that then you need to contact Superior Contracting and Development. They are licensed residential and commercial contractors specializing in all aspects of home rebuilding and remodeling. And they handle everything from fencing to drainage to additions and remodeling of your existing structure all the way to land development and ground-up construction. And if you call them today, they can help you out at 501-453-3053. That's 501-453-3053. You can also visit their website at superiorark.com as well as contracting at superiorarc.com. So no matter what it is, when it comes to interior, exterior design on your home, make it superior contracting and development, helping out the folks there in the state of Arkansas with an Arkansas-based company, 501-453-3053. We'll take a break. When we come back, there'll be more John Neighbor Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. So stay with us. 
Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbors Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. Welcome back into the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon as I am your host, John Neighbors. And I know we had a lot of this great discussion about the return of Devo Davis. And it seems like that's uh, ever changing with Razorback basketball and keeping us up to date on all the fun stuff happening. But also got Scotty Borland and Andrew Ellis uh, joining us uh, here as well. But um, I did want to, of course, pay a little bit of a tribute to a fallen country music western star, Toby Keith. That's why we're all drinking out of our red solo cups today. 62 years old, battled cancer. That was some sad news to wake up to. Yeah, 62. Like, so young. Yeah. That, Man, uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's, that. that stomach cancer, I think, really got him. Jeez. Really aged him. Um, I was listening to a, an interview that he did not too awful long ago with the Bobby Bone Show. Um, and I think he said that, you know, the stomach cancer, you know, got him to the point where he was only, I think he, I know he was, he was sick and he had only done like maybe a handful of shows in the last few years. Cause it was just, it was so just physically taxing as you could probably imagine. No, um, I mean, he looked and rough so when, too. when he got back up on stage, they were having to, they put a teleprompter on the stage for him so he could get all the lyrics. But once he got back rolling again, he was just like, get that tele, that teleprompter yeah. out of the way. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with this. Yeah, we were looking at pictures of him from like when was that ninety four? Mm-hmm. Said and just looked like a completely different person. Dude. I was like, oh wow, like, he, he looked looks... very nineteen ninety four. Yeah, like very yeah. nineteen ninety four country star. Like, man, that was a vibe. The yeah, mullet I mean, and the. I don't. I, there's only like there's only like eight country artists that I even like, but uh, he was he was one of them. It's a very I, specific number eight. It's about uh, roughly eight. Okay, you know it changes day to day. Yeah, back uh, in two thousand three, this picture right here. Where he's doing beer for my oh, yeah. horses with uh, Willie Nelson in 2003. A handsome devil. He, lo- he looks like Ernest with a cowboy hat on. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, man, that's what's crazy. It's 20 no, we, years uh, ago. We got our red solo cups here in honor of him. This is there's straight uh, vinegar in this sucker. Yeah, we're not this, messing around. The this is uh, I don't even know what it's called. Shrek's piss. I don't know. Like just making up a drink name or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no matter what, it is red solo cup because what we can't play the song. So because what's your favorite Toby Keith song? You got to sing it. You, you gotta sing it. Um, that's I like we raise up our glasses against evil forces, saying <laughs> "Whiskey for my man." We were trying to figure out the lyrics earlier. What is Bear it? Whiskey for, for my, my horses. Men? Yeah, whiskey, whiskey for, for my men. For my Beer horses. for my horses. Yeah. I like. And the other day, I, was, I sang it earlier, and I was like, "Whiskey for my horses." And I was like, "Wait, no, that's not it." That's <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, whiskey for my beer, I think, is whiskey, whiskey for, for my beer. That's said. what I said. Yeah, yeah I was like, it's a drop shot. It's a drop shot. Trying to make some Washita River water. Put that in your solo cup. Yeah, I like. I love this bar. I put the quote up there. That was. Yeah, that was my jam. Yeah, I was thinking. Oh wait, I lied. I changed my answer. Uh oh. Courtesy of the red, white, and blue. I mean, Is anytime that, that song plays, man. That's my favorite Toby Keith. Oh yeah, who's your dad? I don't even really like good? America, but man, whenever, whenever you hear that oh, song, yeah. I'm well, like, listen, oh, yeah, Patriot, I'm, I'm well, a like, bigger Patriot than anyone in that moment. At attention. I, I know. I just love it because that, and because again, I love the song too. And it, I am no way in making fun of anything. So just chill, everybody. But I do love it that at like Razorback football games when they honor the military veteran or whatever, and everyone gives a standing. As soon as the ovation ends. 
my dad has served in the army. I mean, just it's, it hits and it just everyone starts belting it out. It's because, you know, yeah. hit that tell Uncle Sam, like it just hits it. And you feel it, and you just yeah. I think it's that's the only it. thing you that can give you hope when Arkansas is down thirty-eight twenty-one against Auburn in <laughs> the, the courtesy quarter. of the red, white, and blue is the only thing like, that makes you what, feel but good. The, but the troops, man. But yeah, that's yeah. why all those songs are jams because you feel yeah. them. Yeah, you Dude, feel that, them. It's not you. You just you sing them. You're, you're like you got a drink in your yeah. red solo cup. Yeah. You're listening to red solo cup, and there's a line or two in there, yeah. or maybe the whole freaking song. That you just we it, were talking it, about karaoke songs the other day. Yeah, he's got some. He's like I feel like he's one of those, but. I guess karaoke, football games, whatever it is, like his songs have a high success rate at getting a large group of people to like kind of all be like, oh, hey, yeah, like we know this one. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, like I really don't even like country music, but I know like probably 10 or 12 of these. Well, songs. I'll say like my, again, it's, it's, they, first off, I was listening to all of his music today and almost yeah. forgot how many bangers he had. He had some great yeah. songs. But, you know, like, how do you like me now is a great one. Oh, like that's, a, that's, that, that is a, that is a great one. It's just, you know, with all the, you know, if you listen to the lyrics and if you're some like a fat kid like I was in high oh, yeah. school and it was just like, yeah, how do you like me now? You girl that's got a lot of money, married a doctor and having yeah. a lot of success in your life now. But, you know, not as fat as I once was. But, you know, it's like they, you got to like that song. And, uh, yeah, I, I love this bar is great. And I mean, should have been a cowboy. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. Come on. I, I, how do you not as soon as you heard that? Go West, young man. Haven't you been told? You know, it's like, oh. Wanna, so it's just really sad. Want to talk about me is one that oh yeah, great one life. too. That's what I'm saying. Like there's so many. So good. Yeah. There's so many great ones, man. So yeah, I was really sad to see that news this morning. And I know he'd been dealing with health issues and everything, but man, like he was, uh, you know, because you think about that level, and I'm not trying to like compare him or whatever, but like in the era of those country music, western, however you want to put it, but you know, you think like Alan Jackson. You think about Garth Brooks. You think about kind of people who are in that same age frame. Yeah, Alan and Jackson was one that like I was late to the party, but once I realized great. how much stuff, I was like, wait a minute, this is all Alan Jackson. Okay. I mean, I mean, to me, Chattahoochee might be one of the yeah. like go to like might be if you're talking about country songs of my generation, that might be it. It's like because that one's my source here is telling me that uh, Toby Keith has 20 number one hits. I believe oh, it. Man. I believe it. Like I mean, he's. He just, and I remember the beef he had with him and the Dixie Chicks. You, you know? mean the Chicks? They're no oh, longer sorry, the Dixie sorry, Chicks. The Chicks. Just the Chicks. Sorry. Just the Chicks. Probably why he was beefing with them for the reasons <laughs> of that. But, yes, the, the Chicks, you know, that whole thing. And, yeah. yeah, of course, every country artist came out with a very patriotic song. But his stuck. His landed. Oh, his, his, his was his there. brain supreme, I would yes. say. It's lasted the test of time. And it yes. was, he said back well, in 2007, forever. he said, quote, I don't apologize for being patriotic. That's right. And that's like you listen to one Toby Keith song and your pants turns into some pattern of the American flag and your shirt does too without sleeves and you got boots on with no socks. Heck yeah. It really is like the, you just, for some reason, even if, I don't know, just just something about it. it, I don't know if it makes makes me remind me whenever I was young and I first heard it, but brings me back. Mm -hmm. Good times, man. I've never had a bad time when I've heard, when I listen to that song. Yeah, Yeah. that was like uh, Red Solo Cup was, I think, I think my math is right on this. Like that was kind of the anthem of my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And like you kind of hear all about college and you know what the experience is going to be like, and then that song, that song becomes a real hit, and then it's like, you know, kind of remember that you know 2011, 2012 that was part of my part of that that freshman year that I had. Yeah, Scott. It, when Scotty thinks about Toby Keith, he reminds him of the first time he started drinking beer. He's like, man, man, <laughs> it was always in a red solo. Prime yeah. innocent Scotty, you know, the first time he put his lips. You've got the you've got the link to get drinks on a Friday from somebody that's in a fraternity. I was a GDI. 
we didn't have like we had to go through a guy that was in a fraternity he would he would tell us to meet us at the parking lot next to bud walton arena and then he told us to bring a backpack and i'm like what are we bringing the backpack for like we're just we're grabbing beer you know and then you got that walk from the bud walton parking lot up the hill to yokum um that was a hike it was a hike it's a hike like you, you don't need a stairmaster yeah. that thing it does but just that, does yeah, the job I mean, that's that's yeah that's all oh, no well a lot, of, a lot of memories there point is red solo cup to you r.i.p toby keith had a great run great music and you will Tremendous. be remembered so yeah um also in uh, some other news too i uh, wanted to bring up there's a few storylines that uh, will happen i know we talked a lot about devo davis and 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 the situation with him which it's still weird that they don't have a midweek game like i, I know we talked about everybody else Welcome to fun, the but week, i was like man. yeah it's like you know i can't remember the last time that this has happened if ever to be honest like i cannot remember if they've ever had a time where in the middle of conference play they because it was always like the sec big 12 challenge that kind of got thrown into the mix in the middle of conference but it's kind of nice actually to just have a week where it's like man i i don't have to be pissed off you know, this like, is the only year night. where it's nice, honestly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're enjoying it right now. I probably by about Thursday, I'll be like, man, I want to watch some ball, man. But yeah, well, I'm not there yet. There'll be some, <laughs> there'll be some other ball, yet. other ball to yeah, watch. Well, we've I'm been sure. watching some ball. Uh, lost some money on Kansas last night. Shout out to Clubber Tang. I yeah, had, how about that? I had the under 144 and a half points. You don't want it to go to overtime when you have the under. I've heard. Dude, I crushed the under in regulation, and then. Tyler Perry went to the line with like five seconds left. Totals at 144. He misses the front end, and they're up four. So he didn't even need to make the second. You mean Tyler Perry? Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that was a tough one. That was, I mean, again, great, great game though. I, I, I found how, out uh, that I lost the bet via John Rothstein tweeting out Clubber Tang. I was like, damn it, because <laughs> I wasn't watching it in the moment. Well, I love how he stopped. He's trying to stop everybody from rushing the court. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, one oh, of his assistants yeah. Yeah. That, that was pretty wild. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, man, I feel like that's almost more dangerous to try to stop because that's been always the adage about rushing the quarter field. It's like it is more dangerous to try to like yeah. stop people well, from doing it. It's not it. like they're gonna go do anything crazy. They're gonna go just stand in the middle of the court. They just want to be on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I remember uh, <clears throat> a, a former athletic director at the University of Arkansas was very anti-rushing anything, and I remember they put up like metal like extra metal seats and extra metal uh little barriers and stuff just to keep that from happening against lsu and then after the fact come on christina's dad or the old or uh the football <laughs> coach which one uh uh christina's dad okay. i believe is, uh, is his name that's what okay, he went by pops. actually yeah that's what he went by is christina's dad but i remember like you know and he put up barriers and i was like man i just always thought it was a lot more dangerous to try to keep people from there because that's how you get crushed and and, and all of that but yeah i mean again that was that just uh I yeah know, that assistant coach got those kids attention last night mm -hmm. but the the last time i could be wrong about this so if you want to fact check me that's fine the last time that i could find arkansas had a week gap in its sec schedule was 0809 really was that, that also the worst year ever <laughs> it actually <laughs> oh it was the year before they were good that year they were 14 and 16 that year oh so that was it yeah, oh, like great. overall, so they were two and sixteen. Yeah, that was the two and, yeah two so, and fourteen in the league. No bye weeks for so Arkansas basketball. Even, even when you're on the bye week, you're still getting hit with horrible realizations about this basketball team. That's what that was the problem. Is uh, yeah, they just. I think I've too got much that face. right. I'm still going through schedules. But I mean, no, that's the honestly that sounds right mind. because I, I I feel like I have a pretty decent memory of those extremely long nights 
that I had at a student and being in the front row of the student section and every game that I possibly went to. But I do not remember a single time where if I went a full week during conference play without a yeah. game. I definitely don't remember that in college, and I don't remember it since I've been on the yeah. beat. So I mean, how long have they been doing out. the SEC Big 12 thing? I mean, well, before that, it was the uh, SEC Big East Challenge. Well, they played uh, they played but Michigan one time too. Was that a that was just a home and home? That was just a home and home. Yeah. yeah. So because the SEC Big East Challenge was always in non conference play, mm -hmm. kind of like what the Duke game was, and then only when the Big Twelve Challenge started, which I think was when I could be mistaken, I think it was when A uh, and M and Missouri joined the conference is when they the started 20. that. 13 then yes because i think syracuse basketball? was the last sec biggies challenge and it was about that year in 2012 2013 yeah because so. that that i think that seems about right because was it 14 15 they went to iowa state for that yes mm, yeah because i remember smoked. i had a i had a 15 page paper that do, do the next the day after that iowa state game and i didn't start until after that game ended yeah, because I remember it was like a – because that was the year that Mike Anderson was his best team with Portis and Qualls and all them, and they lost like 99 to 75, and I'm pretty sure that may have been the only non – no, yeah, because I remember they went down to play SMU that same year in Dallas where uh, – uh, oh, man, his name just escaped me. The old uh, uh, Detroit the, Pistons Larry coach. Johnson. Yeah, uh, Larry Brown. Larry Brown, yes. Yeah, Larry, Larry Brown. Brown was the coach. Not Larry Johnson. Not Larry Johnson. <laughs> Uh, Larry Nick. Brown. But I remember that was a tough game, too. But, yeah, I remember that may have been the first year was when Iowa State. Because I remember I was like, man, Iowa State. That's yeah. lame. I yeah, want Kansas. Those Iowa State teams were good now. Oh, like, I know they were. Yeah. Oh, Monty, what was that guard? Monty Morris was Monty on that Morris team. George Niang. Niang is who I was um, thinking of. The, like, yeah. uh, the guy who doesn't look like an athlete at all, but was a successful right, NBA player right. for a while. Abdel Nader. You remember that Yeah, name? yeah. <laughs> uh, played with the Suns for a little while. What was that Arkansas – Bab, did Arkansas have a guard? Nick Bab, Nick Bab. Nick Bab. He, he was there on that team. He was on that team. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he was a player that people were excited about the potential. Oh, wait, of what wait. He could was be. he on Arkansas that year? Or? Yes, he was on Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, he and then the next year State, he went to right? Iowa State. Yeah, Nick Bab. That, that is a throwback. I remember all about him. I thought Nick Bab was going to be. Uh, yeah, after that year he went to Iowa State for three years. Man, and interesting. It's amazing how that happens. Still, even back then, where players would play against other teams and then yeah. transfer to the said school. Pulled him. He got muscleman. Yeah, I got processed. <laughs> got processed, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it, again, it's hard to get used to the midweek or not having a midweek game, but kind of nice at the same time. And we shouldn't get used to it because no. it will not happen. I mean, no, the the midweek being opened allowed for me and Curtis to do a very special uh, transfer transfer portal big board update. Uh, we went through, I think it was like thirteen or fourteen different teams, and roughly grabbed a guy from. From each of those teams in terms of like, you know, if this guy becomes available in the portal after the season's over, you probably should pay attention to this guy. Or, you know, if we were in charge of literally anything other than a podcast, we would probably look pretty heavily into yeah. them. So we're excited to drop that Wednesday morning. Hopefully the PD doesn't see y'all's board and be like, what are y'all about to do? We know what's <laughs> going on here. This looks like, it looks like on uh, Always Sunny when Charlie's got all the stuff. Yes, yeah. All, all the stuff written everywhere. And he's like, can we talk about the mail? I'm trying string. to talk about mail. Can we talk about the mail? Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> want that. I uh, look like serial killers, man. I'll be honest yeah, with you. I, I, I said that. In, why are the pictures in black and white? When I brought up the, uh, just to, I mean, just to add a little flavor to it. 
Um, Save some I, money on the I said when we started floating portal guys, I said it, sooner or later it's going to look like a serial killer podcast about basketball in here. So <laughs> I mean, I mission accomplished. That. Yeah, I was in the room listening to them record it, and I was I was getting a little. I was like, this, this might not be good. I got to get. Yeah, out of here. I was wondering how you guys wrote so small but so clearly with a, 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 an expo marker. I just write. Board. I just write really small. Some neat boys. That's yeah. it. It's like man, I could. Can't even write in straight lines, much less like in that clear of a uh, context. But when I was man. a kid, I had a teacher tell me that if I write fat, it, like bad handwriting is like a good sign because it means your like brain is faster than your hand or whatever. So I embraced it when I was a kid. So my handwriting has just gotten progressively worse. Don't they say that I about like left-handed people too. Like, yeah, you they, know, yeah, like, left-handed people are weird though. Yeah, they are not of. Uh, they are not of. Unless you pitch, they are not going to that. see God's kingdom. Let's just say that. I'm kidding. I'm Curtis kidding. is like the Smith will see God's people. kingdom, and so will Devo Davis, the only lefties. <laughs> Anton Beard, maybe. Curtis maybe. TBD. Curtis, yeah. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. Curtis will coach. That's that's God's decision. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> God's it's a coach's decision. decision. It's God's decision, ultimately. So, where's God. the post game presser for God post sentencing? <laughs> yeah, give, give, just put out a statement too. I see. Let God. him know. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh man, but yeah, it's. Anyway, I don't even remember what we were talking about there. I think we just kind of got sidetracked, yeah, but it's fine. I'm it's sorry. Fine. It's what it is. It's it fine. Scotty's it's a Tuesday. Fault. We're all it was, good. It was Scotty's fault. I, I did want to bring this up when we were talking about basketball anyways, um, but this came from uh, Real Patino, as in Rick Patino. Uh, he, he didn't put this out as far as a press conference or anything, but he did put out an actual tweet. This man's like 73. So he's obviously trying to fix college basketball. He's been a part of it a long time, and he's, you know, of course, never had any sort of scandal. But he says, quote, Okay, we all want solutions to preserve our great game. Today, I'm going to suggest solution one. So this is big, especially when he has multiple points here. Uh, for basketball, have the Power Five and Big East Conference commissioners get together and create a salary cap between 1.5 and 2.0 million. I don't know why he just put 2 million, but anyways. I like how he used in for Yeah, the he probably ran out of characters. In. He's like, ah. Yeah. Uh, 1.5 and $2 million. All contracts delivered to the league and school offices. All other conferences establish their own salary cap. I would never exclude anyone from the NCAA tournament. Obviously, football is a different sport entirely, and some of their talent takes makes more than NFL players. More solutions to follow in the coming days. This is such a wild tweet. One, I got to start from the top. The known moral conscious Rick Patino, a lot of integrity, we look great up to man. Him. We look up to him. Man of character, everyone knows that. Uh, but what's he applying for, like, CEO? Like, what is he, like, who is asking for this opinion? Who the is like NCAA CEO. He's like, this more solutions his. to follow in the coming days. Who is asking for this? Yeah. It was like, Rick, you got to figure out a salary cap for the Big East, man. Yeah. We need someone to do it. He's like, comes in with a pamphlet, and he's just like, okay, all right, uh, like for our corporate structure, here's solution number one. I, I can't want you guys get over to more solutions to follow in the coming days. I think every day is the coming days for Rick Patino. But I thought solution oh, was. As long as he doesn't blow his load too early. You don't, yeah. You want to space these announcement outs because you don't want to, you don't want to finish too quickly. You know what I mean? You got to make sure that you space it out. But so like, if sense. you're really gonna go to one and a half to two million dollars, like nobody is literally <laughs> trying to win titles. No. I like how one and a half is the is like is, is that it's got to be between those. Curtis two things. No. literally came on here last week and you asked him what do you need to yeah. win a national title in basketball and he was like three to five mil. Yeah. And Rick's <laughs> like, oh. Two tops. Yeah, so nobody, I, hope he go, I hope it works out. We want the Big East to not be able to compete. He's only interested in winning conference titles. Yeah, because that's... A bl cause now, look, if you want to do salary caps in NIL, like, I'm not opposed to the idea, but it would be crazy, crazy for them to start doing conference 
you know, ones yeah, and then like, be very conference that? to conference. If you put a salary cap on the Big East, guess Good who's luck. not going to go to the Big East? Anyone who wants money. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And especially only, if other provinces don't have a salary cap. Yeah. Now, if this, was, if this was our dad's Big East, you know, back in the day of Syracuse and UConn and, you know, Georgetown in the glory days, like, yeah, that might be, an, like, not the money-wise, but I'm just saying, like, that would be something to win the conference championship. But this ain't our dad's Big East. Like, this is yeah. St. John's and... Georgetown is garbage. Get your trash. money up, not your funny up, Rick. Like, geez, everyone else is like, nobody is having trouble paying people. Yeah. Like, everyone's finding ways to do it. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just Sorry funny to me. John. It's funny that he's like a, a solution. Like, is it like, first off, I thought a solution was one. I know there's multiple solutions. Like, more coming in the day. Yeah. More I wonder, solutions. Are they going to all be pay for play? Or are they going to be like, he's going to tackle other, he's going to tackle like Title Nine and like all these yeah. other issues. Like, what's, maybe targeting. Maybe he's like, I got a solution like, for targeting. And look at the review system. It's, it's completely mm-hmm. screwed, guys. And we like, Rick really needs to get his money up because he's one of the teams that's, you know, floored more starting lineups than Arkansas has. Yeah. Brother, yeah. go coach your team. 13. Like, yeah, worry about like finding yeah. a combo for your team. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, my man, and also, like, just getting more money than 1.5 and 2.0. Mi- he hates his team so much, he's like, we got to get a salary cap, man. This sucks. <laughs> like, not only that, but I'm looking at him like, dude, much. Mike, this, this you're in the crazy. middle of the season. Why are you tweeting this stuff? Like, this is like in the summertime when you're just kind of yeah. out on your boat hammered and you're just like, man, I've been thinking about this. Or you're talking to your buddies, be like, dude, Rick, that's a great idea. You should tweet that. And he'll be like, man, I, you know what? I'm going to let the people know. Gonna, Every college basketball coach has too many yes men around them. Because what if any if he had run this by like if Musk ran this by his assistants they would be like hey that's a stupid tweet. And Don't he started with okay like as if like he okay. just got asked we all the question. Want solutions. Said, okay. I'm going to do this. Like okay, let's just yeah. We I've all been we about all this. appointed we all nominated Rick Patino as the czar of NCAA basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody said watch Patino lose to three and nineteen to Paul tonight. Now that would be <laughs> no that would joke. be on par. <laughs> Maybe that's why he felt the freedom to tweet this stuff. He's like we got. We got uh, Darius Hall's former school coming in tonight. Like, we're yeah. good. Kingsley says, uh, so pay the players? Like, employers should pay their employees? Interesting, Rick. Like, I mean, yeah. like, we're fine. I mean, we're, we're all fine with paying the players, uh, which everyone's getting paid. Then Curtis said yeah. what everybody else was thinking, so. Yeah. yeah. Tina's speaking from the Denny's bathroom and not the Final Four mindset. Two, two uh, mil is chump change these days, Rick. Yeah. Like, two million. Okay, what do you want? One player? Maybe. Yeah. Do you, do you, like, that wouldn't we'll even, give you, get, a you, that wouldn't even get you Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, I mean, like, a, Dickinson, a Dickinson would get you like 0.8, like four fifths of a starter. Yeah, yeah like, you could maybe get Jackson Robinson. Maybe, 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 but maybe, maybe Patino's like, but I can coach him up because I'm Rick Patino by guy. I, I'll, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put him in their place and muscle actually be all over this because if you gave every team the same number, Muss would find a way to be more efficient than the other guys. Oh yeah, but Muss is not always competing against the. You know, it's. Different things. Yeah. I think I think Mus is probably gonna. I hope he doesn't see this tweet. He's gonna be all over it. Yeah, throw a retweet. I will say though, like in theory, our <laughs> the tweet at yeah. Eric Musselman. <laughs> in theory, I do. I would be interesting to see if every program had like only two million dollars, and they actually legitimately only spent two million dollars. Like how it would play out. I, would I think coaching would really come setting into play. a number and being like, we're not gonna tell y'all how we dispersed it, but here are our twelve guys. We spent seven mil on them. Yep. Decide how yeah. you want. Roll Here's how dice. we're playing them. Also, figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I think it would just be fascinating for more of like a a study, you know, like a survey oh, yeah. of seeing. All right, because I think that would come into play of not only, you know, players are being, you know, how you spend it, but you know, it's like you see all those things that get thrown around, like the what was it? The it's like okay, you got you got fifteen dollars, 
and each player, yeah. you got five dollar player, four dollar, three dollar, two, and it's like you got you're starting five. Go. Arkansas like spent all how it ended up being. Tremont, Mark, and Trevin Brazil, and then then <laughs> Trevin Trevin ended up being a poor investment, and so they're screwed. Yeah, I, uh, that'd be a fun exercise. Is Did to, they get their two dollars back for Devo? Whatever they spent, did they get that back? And how does it work? I don't know. I think it probably just froze on their account for a little bit, and you know, <laughs> maybe they made that work. Hey, by the way, I want to issue an apology to to Bet Saracen. I roasted them on the gambling show last week because they they counted my Caleb Battle bet as a loss. You remember when they had the weird thing where they posted his bet at like two oh, yeah. and a half points or whatever, and then they changed it. I had gotten it in, and I was like, they accepted the bet and counted it as a loss at first. I was like, he definitely did, it definitely did not not hit. And you got, you're uh, but take they finally that went back. I I don't know if it was because I made fun of them on the pod, but hmm. I apologize, Bet Saracen. Y'all ended up paying me my money. That's all I asked. Just just to get paid for when you do win. That's all. That's all I can ask is that when I do place the correct bet, you give me the money for that yes, bet. That's yes. all. I, that's all I ask out of anyone. I mean, it seems like too, not too much to ask out of anybody. <laughs> well, it but. was for a couple of days there. Apparently, that's why I made yeah. fun of them. But we're back. Mm. That's another thing too is we got to. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see the Devo props. <laughs> it's going to be like 14 and a half. Yeah, points. like what? What is it going to be? Like what? What are the odds? Scotty and said it at 18 earlier, so they'll probably just roll with that number. Yeah, run it back like he did his freshman year against Georgia. I, yeah, I mean, probably. Three and a half points, I'm two and a half rebounds. No sma- yeah, I'm smashing <laughs> yeah. the over. Everyone, the state of Arkansas, we're all going all in on this. He's going to have the freshest legs in the building, brother. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, it. if it comes out, just because it usually has done it with at least someone like Devo, it's done point total and then, like, assist total. So, like, if, it, if Devo, I think if Devo's at, like, eight and a half points and two and a half assists or something, I'm hammering it. I will I, I'm, say I'm gonna hit it. where Devo, not. I mean, not to get into too much like on-court basketball talk, um, but, yeah, we where, hate that. <laughs> but where he could actually help this team is he's a guard who passes the ball. Like the last two games, I've charted potential assists and whatnot, and Jalen Graham led one game, I think, and then Makai Mitchell led by like a lot you know, against LSU. So Arkansas needs some guards on the floor that are not ball stoppers. And I mean, Devo can be that at times, but I think first and foremost, he's looking for – probably looking for other guys so that could help yeah i have an announcement for both of y'all uh-oh we will hear from eric musselman i was just about to say it 11 30 a.m friday first reported by andrew ellis everyone put that out there eric musselman press conference 11 30 a.m friday yep yep and he uh, did not get that from the email yeah get your <laughs> questions <laughs> in first so we reported by andrew ellis yeah. like yeah, I please said, credit please get credit just, just questions in the chat so we could not ask them to him this yeah. man wants to know <laughs> yeah, yeah just yeah please credit and uh Tweeted everybody that says back. it. Well, Fishman, you know the thing. He, did, he does yeah. do that. So. Black John Neighbors wants to know. <laughs> yeah, Black. Hey, hey, Black Neighbors. Yeah, now, that one, I think, would uh, either provide a chuckle in the room or... Hey, just yeah, send me an like audio that. recording so when I get called on, I can just hit play. And, yeah, there you, you know, go. He'll hear yeah, it. Ask, ask your questions. firing away. I'm a little surprised. Like, I mean, that's weird. 11.30 in the morning, the day before the game? I don't know why they don't do it Thursday. What's going on? Like, nobody's doing anything Thursday. Yeah, like, do they not know we're doing our launch party on Friday? Like, come on, we're going to be busy. Oh, yeah, I was just thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, where are we going to uh, do that? Yeah. Not, uh, not here. Totally not in our office space that's big enough to obviously have <laughs> a lot of cool people hanging out and people having that. Man, I come on. Come on. First reported by but me. We hey. were having a great show. <laughs> Start throwing throwing <laughs> stones across the way. I can also first report that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, by the way. Cap. I tell you what. It's reported you, by me, so we'll see. <laughs> I tell you what, that's actually a great segue. You know, what we call in the business segue, because that's something I want to bring up and something that pisses me off about 
champions or people who are in a championship. And we're going to get into that here in just a little bit. But first, folks, got to tell you about our fine folks over at Alumni Hall. Now, we, you've heard us talk about Alumni Hall and all the great apparel that you can get as a Razorback fan, especially when you go to nattystatesports.com slash Alumni Hall and be able to shop them online. But I'm telling you right now, the Razorback baseball jerseys, folks, yeah, they got them in stock. And yeah, they're looking really good. And how's this for a little tease? They have already the jerseys that not only Arkansas has been wearing and are going to wear this year, but they have a sweet alternate jersey that Arkansas is actually going to wear. You're going to walk in. You're going to see this Razorback pinstripe baseball jersey. You're going to be like, what is this? What is this? What is this malarkey? What, who, who's, who's, who's putting this crap together? Well, that's the official University of Arkansas baseball team jersey they're going to be wearing at some point in time this year. It's a pinstripe jersey, and it looks amazing, and they have them on sale right now at Alumni Hall. But supplies is only going to last for so long, so you better get in on it and go to their website, I guess, which is technically our website, but go to nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall, and you can check out and get those great jerseys, and they have different options for you to choose from, but the pinstripe one is definitely the, the coolest-looking one there. But you can check out there. And also, when you go there to Alumni Hall locally in Fayetteville at 3417 North College Avenue, go in there and say, the boys from Natty State Sports sent you. What is that going to get you? Probably a smile and say thank you as you purchase your materials. But it at least is going to put that into their mindset of like, hey, those Natty State Sports guys, they know us at Alumni Hall, and they know that they're going to take care of their customers because they take care of their listeners. So. Either way, go over there, check them out. They got all the baseball, whether it's baseball hats, baseball jerseys. And even if you're not a jersey or a hat person, they still got all the great companies to choose from, whether it's Columbia, Nike, Peter Millar, Southern Tide, all the great stuff that you need for all of your Razorback apparel needs, men, women, children, even the dogs. So check them out today at nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall or in store at 3417 North College Avenue. In Fayetteville, that is Alumni Hall. We'll take another break and come back with more of the John Neighbor Show here live. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbor Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. Welcome back to the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in and watching in and making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon as we've been talking a lot about the Devo Davis situation and, uh, of course, paying our tributes to Toby Keith, 62 years old, passing away peacefully in his sleep last night. So really sad to see. But doing that, also talking about Rick Pitino and his solutions to college basketball, college athletics. You know, just make him commissioner. You know, like uh, he's auditioning for it. That's what it was. Yeah, he's got the solutions. He's got it all set. He's he's ready to roll. So just just do that. Just make that happen. But uh, yeah, for those of you who uh, may have missed it, yeah, Mus is meet, meeting with the media at was it? You said ten thirty, eleven thirty on Friday. Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Well, that's what was reported by Andrew Ellis earlier today. And Andrew Ellis does know. I confirmed. He's got it. sauces. Confirmed it. Okay. So it's been confirmed by another very valued though? member. Have you tweeted of this? out though? No. I'm, come from the from the mouth mm, i'm not on my now. phone all day like these kids these days yeah who are Phones. watching this on their phones them and their twitter machines yeah yeah you know, you're actually a big j journalism over there but i don't know i'll be curious to see if he gets asked about or he will be asked about devo i would imagine yeah but what answer he gives to devo coming back like 
should be great. Yeah, it's got it's got to be the first question, I would think. But I guess it depends yeah. on who asks it. He's going to stick to what he said <laughs> on his radio show Monday, I would imagine. They met on uh, Sunday, had a nice meeting in his office. Then they followed it up with uh, lifting weights together. And then Devo went and got shots up on his own. And then the next day he practiced and then he tweaked his ankle. Great. Mm. So there it is. That was the story from last night. So there you go. That won't change. Ex- right? That clears it up. Yeah, that won't I don't change. expect it to change much. Surely it won't. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, okay, so yeah, I would talk to a little tease about the the 49ers, and it's not that it matters that they're uh you know, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like I forgot about the tease. Uh that was another thing I reported was that they would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, so this is something that because San Francisco did this too. So I'm not just calling out the Chiefs for all you Chiefs fans. And this nothing pisses me off more than this. This is coming from Barcelona's words, more about the headline. But it says, congratulations, everyone. You just allowed the dynasty, a dynasty in the Kansas City Chiefs to be able to legally play the, quote, no one believed in us but us card if they win Super Bowl uh, 58, I believe is what it is. Um, and here's why. So recent NFL quarterbacks who beat playoff spread five games in a row within three seasons. Jake DeLone was one of these quarterbacks. Ben wow. Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Kurt Warner, Joe Flacco, Aaron Rodgers, and Nick Foles, and Patrick Mahomes. So... Just something out there. Like again, that's just what they're using for this. But here's here's what I'm here's what I'm wanting to bring it up. Why is it that in sports, especially in championships or if they win the Heisman or the MVP, does everyone have to be doubted? Like, does everybody have to say no one believed in me? Like one of the things that just boiled my nuggets is when I heard Bryce Young from Alabama when he won the Heisman saying, you know, nobody believed it. My man, you were the five-star quarterback coming out of high school. What do you mean nobody believed you were going to be good? Like, what does this mean? And it's the same thing. I saw the 49ers were talking about. I think they put out that video. It was just like, you know, no one believed. I'm like, who? They were who? favored, like, all yeah, year. Yeah, both of these teams, Stop. this was kind of the unanimous, like, pre – maybe not all year, but it was like, one. you know, when we got to the postseason, a lot of people – if it weren't Ravens, it was Chiefs. But yeah. the 49ers yeah. were the unanimous NFC yeah. team. At the very tweet, least, two of the against, three best teams in the playoffs. Against all odds is what San yeah. Francisco's hype video is for Super Bowl. I'm like, are you mental? That's gross. Like, what are you talking I It just it frustrates me. I'm like, not everyone can be doubted. All right? Yeah. Sometimes, why? like, what's wrong with embracing the raw? I get like, it's probably for, oh, we're trying to motivate ourselves. And I'm like, what's wrong with saying, you know what? Everyone knew we were going to be good, and dadgummit, we showed it. That's way like, cooler to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like when the Patriots, a that was a fun thing. thing where it was like, hey, we expect to be here. We expect to win these games. Like, yes. it is what it is. That's way cooler. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, LSU baseball last year won the national title. They didn't do the nobody Nobody believes in us. It was – that's what made it cooler. It was yes. like they were preseason number one. We kind of knew we, we were, were going to have to face to this, this team. And then they just they, we knew they were going to kick our ass, and they did. You yeah, know? like same thing with Georgia football. Like I, Kirby Smart was just you know nobody. Yeah. I'm like you're an idiot. I'm okay you with doing that moron. to your own team. Yes, but behind closed doors, do not publicly come and spout that narrative like it's a real thing. Like we're talking. Well, about and after real you life. win the title, after you win the yeah. title, just be like nobody believed in us. I'm like, my man, you, you beat everybody by thirty. You were also, literally a favorite in Vegas. Yes, like and you, also ninety three percent of the public money is on the Chiefs as of the other day. So. The the people very much believe in the Kansas City Chiefs if they want to play that card after they after they win. But. No, I just that is it's it's I don't know if it's become it, it feels like it's become more apparent or more reoccurring, more frequent where players, teams, 
whoever come out and say, no, nobody believed in us. I'm like, well, okay. There's, there's always stop. somebody who tweeted something negative or yes. whatever. And so maybe that's who they're referencing. Maybe it's old takes exposed fault. Now, <laughs> no, now, like, blame them. Yeah, maybe. People I love have. circulating, like, anytime there's a negative thing and they, like, pull it up and it's like they tr- create a whole straw man argument out of it. Like, okay. I get it. Like, old takes exposed. I love that account it's for great. a long time. It's great. But when he's pulling up to, like, random draft guy who's just like hey yeah i don't i don't see it with this guy yeah. or whatever and like trying to paint it as a narrative where it's like eh, it's just a guy who was not impressed with whoever like yeah yeah it just sometimes these misses happen but when people try to do it as like see everyone like, hated nope. everyone was hating yeah like, okay. like dabo sweeney i feel like was a, a main proponent Big of that during that, their yeah. run he was just like you're like oh you know we we showed all y'all you didn't believe in us i'm like he said you couldn't write a better script after their second title. He was like, you couldn't write a better script. I'm like, I don't know. Shoot me. Like the just, team from I, the ACC. I can't. They that, doubted uh, Jesus and they doubted Clemson football. The That's team right. that had 23 draft picks, they uh they was won he, the title. This wasn't was I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not making this up, but wasn't Dabo the one that said we got the name, image, and likeness of God yeah. or something like that? We're gonna build our program on his name, image, image and likeness. Yes, God's that's right. Name, and, and, and I'm like, likeness. listen. He also said I, he would I'm quit a, coaching if they started paying players and he's still there, I believe, still collecting a check. But it's like, listen, I'm a Christian. I, I, I'm all for that. But like, okay, just relax. I don't think God cares about the name, image, and likeness of a football program. Like, I don't come think on he's now. a college football fan. No, yeah. So it's just like that's the type of stuff that drives me up a wall. But still, the the, the doubting and and again, like I'm with you, Andrew. If you're doing it to motivate your team, yeah, that's fine. one thing. But just this, we got to stop with this. At some point in time, so, like somebody's gonna believe in you and you're gonna answer the call. That like you said, I think that's a better story. Yeah. I think that's more impressive. You know what I like is when Nick Saban was like, Hey, I don't like y'all talking good about us. Well, that's rat, rat poison, poison to our team. When you're telling us we're good, we don't like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I like that. The guy who's like, Hey, stop hyping us up. We ain't done nothing yet. Yeah. You know, rather than believe in us, believe in us. It's yeah. like, go show us why we should believe in you and like we probably will. Yeah. It'll be fine. Like what, what was, even if uh, we're hating, we still like it's not we like we actually were doubting you. Like, you know, we just hate you. Yeah, because what was it Nick Saban with the rat poison? He's because one time they said, Y'all try to feed us rat poison, and this rat poison tasted yummy. And I'm like, that's weird that you said it that way, yeah. there, Nick. But yeah. Oh, but he really like Nick hates it whenever people will like preseason rank Alabama number one despite the fact that they have only four returners on defense or whatever, and he's like, hey, hey it's rat poison. Well, it's like, what, what did he it. say? And, uh, man, I wish we could, I should have pulled up the clip if I knew we were going to go down this road, but where he's just like, you know, goes on one of his rants where he has his T-Rex arms that he's just doing this with, and uh, all right, and, you know, but he goes through the, he's like, all right, y'all just, y'all just think that anytime somebody gets hurt, we just crap out another player, okay? And, you know, and he's just like, because you do. You your, do. your recruiting rankings say that you do that, sir. You, you literally have five <laughs> stars all the time. Like you have five stars playing special teams. Yeah. And congrats on doing like, so. But yes. yes, you do. You do pretty much. But this do idea that. of just like he's like he's just y'all just think we just crap out another player, all right? And it's like because you do. That yeah. that's why we believe it. Like you you literally had a stretch of success that no one's ever seen before, and you had quarterback. You had three NFL quarterbacks on one roster for crying yeah. out loud. Now, granted, none of them are overly great. Some of them are okay. Mac Jones sucks. They've had their, they've had but, their moments, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, you know, it, you don't, don't act like you were just, you know, the peanut gallery out there to just, man, golly gee, you know. The lovable underdog. Yeah, the, you know, the team from Hoosiers and, you know, thinking that yeah. it just, it just, I hate the underdog mentality when it's not needed and not there. Like, just stop. Like, I, and that's something that bothered me about the Super Bowl coming up, which it's crazy to think that the Super Bowl is happening. It's been moving so quickly into the. Like, yeah, there's still football going on, but 
We'll probably talk about that for a few more days. Do do you wish the Super Bowl was on Saturday? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Or at least make it to where that Monday's a national holiday. Well, do y'all at least appreciate it being at like 4.30 p.m. Central Time? It's at a weird time every year. Yeah, because they have to keep moving it back because of the dadgum performances and commercials and crap. Mm -hmm. Are y'all excited for Usher? I mean, I like Usher. Usher, I like Usher, and I'm not like a diehard Usher fan, but he's got songs that it's like, that's what I want to hear at the Super Bowl is like, oh, yeah, I hadn't heard that song in a while. That's why I love Rihanna's last year because it was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't heard a lot of these songs in a while. I'm excited for Reba. Singing the national anthem. You yes, want to talk about being right. patriotic? I'm going to be in in uh, at Flyway like this, yeah, and Reba's singing the national anthem. Are you a Reba <laughs> fan? Love Reba. Really? I was never oh, a Reba dude, guy. Me and me and Hillary went to Reba's place in Atoka, Oklahoma. Oof. That's where we're going on the way back from Arlington. We're stopping at Atoka, Oklahoma. We're stopping at Reba's place. Man, that what, place. What, what happens there? Is she have like steaks? It's like a three story like... place in this small town, Oklahoma, that no one's ever heard of. It's like a three-story building. The first floor is like a restaurant. The second floor is something else, maybe like a speakeasy or something like that. Then the third floor is a gift shop. Uh, we got shirts there, and uh, she's from Houston, so like Hillary's family, they're like big, big Reba fans. But no, I was never I'm gonna re- be excited watching Reba sing the national anthem. Yeah, uh, because they, ha- I feel like they have like eight different either anthems or songs that get sung by well, random the black different national people. anthem, which is gonna get sung. which yeah. is not gonna like. They're not gonna be cool among the chat. No, and then they have the. They do a, a America, America the Beautiful, yeah, right? One of yeah, yeah, of and then I don't know. There's just so much. Like the Super, I, I know it, we could spend the whole time talking about it. But the Super Bowl is just a lot. It is a lot. I know it's the number one watched television event every year. I get it, but man, it is a lot. It is it? It is a marathon. Yeah. Oh yeah. And well, that's why you got to have a party. You got to have a like. You got to have guys hanging out, and you can't be like really locked in on the game. You got to be able to kind of come in and out as you please. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. And also you got to not care about the result, which is where I'm at with this this Super Bowl. I do not give a crap. Yeah. Like I'm I I just reported that the 49ers are going to win and so they probably will. Um I will probably bet on them to do so, but I could not care less. I know. And that's where it the Super Bowl becomes more about the halftime performances or the commercials. The commercials always have uh, like there was a time frame and almost became like it, it became too much of a thing because there was like a little stint where the Super Bowl commercials were pretty epic and funny and great. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, well, we always have to be epic and great. So let's flood all this money to make terrible commercials because yeah. we want to spend the money on the celebrities and on the, you know, the, the length of it. But the writers, it's almost like Hollywood in general. We're not yeah. going to spend any money on quality lot writers. So it's just like, hey, well, here's Pete Davidson getting hit in the face. <laughs> It's like okay, that's a terrible I mean, commercial. Pete Davidson do anything. getting hit in the face is kind of funny. I was gonna say, John. I was gonna say, I think I'm on I the think opposite. It's funny. I think it's I'm just here, nice. I'm here it's for nice the dumbest see. celebrity commercials, like uh, the Bud nice Light commercial see. where it was like Miles Teller and his wife like dancing. I was like, all right, that's cool. I yeah, like, like that. again, there's always there's always Super Bowl commercials that I'm like, you know what, it's stupid, it's, but it's like I'm in. Yeah, I'm again, it. it's the but if it's like you're trying so hard, that's the thing that I like, yeah. come out on when you're trying way too. Oh, hard. They certainly are investing a lot of a uh, lot of money, but uh, I did one of the last things I did before graduating college was I had to do it. We had to pick one of the Super Bowl commercials to do like a marketing thing, whereas like you have to explain. I, th- I think the class was called like persuasive communication. We had to like break down what they're going for. So I broke down uh, the Cheetos commercial, which was Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and uh, Shaggy, and I it was like it wasn't one. me, it wasn't me, and he's mm-hmm. got like the Cheeto on his face and all that, and yeah, great stuff. See, my I think uh, what was it? I don't know if you guys remember, but Terry Tate office linebacker is still one of my favorite ones, and because it was a Reebok commercial, and again, it was this guy who was just he was a linebacker in a corporate office, and he was just 
destroying people because they weren't putting cover sheets on their TPS reports and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Like it was, but it was so like it was long, it was well done. It was like a documentary style, and hearing the, some of the thing that uh, you know he's, he's throwing and the, the people are getting so scared. But anyways, it's like the the well written creative stuff. But now yeah. again, it's just celebrities are just like ran and also the super Bowl commercials are coming out early like yeah. you just go like i saw the one for paramount where it's like hey it's got uh what's his name that old dude from star trek patrick stewart just like throwing hey arnold which is a show i loved in my childhood as a mm -hmm, football same. with the guy from reno 911 and uh drew barrymore and i'm like what is happening wow. like what are yeah. we doing here but i guess because they're all paramount paramount do y'all remember people, there was so. a well, y'all remember Don't Touch My Mama and Don't Touch My Doritos or whatever? Yeah. That was a classic. Uh, there was one that like made everyone cry a couple years ago. Clydesdales? What, what was yeah, it? Yeah, it was or a Budweiser, pup, wasn't it? Budweiser is what I think. Commercial. I think it was Budweiser where it was like the puppy and then yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, that one sucks. Like, don't make me cry. Don't do that stuff. Kills the vibes at the yeah, party. Yeah, come on. Everyone's just trying to hang out and have a good time, and you're over here killing puppies or saying like puppies Doritos die. typically puts out some Doritos stuff. always has a good one. They had, yeah. a, they had like some musical performance. Like they always have like somebody that comes out there and like like a music artist or something. Yeah, I mean again they have like different perform like Sprite, different stuff. Class Sprite's a top tier commercial company. Yep, but they, but the thing is is they do quality over quantity because they don't do a whole lot of them. But when they do, which I always thought was weird because I remember LeBron James was like the only person they had in their commercials. I think for like eight straight years. Were y'all rocking with that Tim Tebow pro life commercial? Back in the day, that was a, that was like one of the most polarizing. Uh, I got to get up to date on that Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, it was a huge deal when it happened. People were like, obviously, people. Uh, well, I mean, on it's, both sides yeah. are very upset about that. Yeah, I mean that, and that's the thing is like, if you get political or whatever, it's like you get your point across because people are going to talk about it because that's what it, at the, the end of the day, the it's what commercials are about is about talking about. But there's always going to yeah. be like that one commercial where it's just like a QR code. And it's yeah. just up to you to do anything with it, but it's going to sit on your screen for 15 seconds, and you're going to think the feed is stop frozen. that. Yeah. Whoever is doing that, stop that. We do not want to do that. I do yeah. not want to get out my phone and scan That's, a that QR code. That should be banned. Like and stop doing like it a, at the restaurants too. It's it's not like we're we're, we're we've grown up past yeah. that. That's well, typically right. like a crypto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's going to be a virus right. in your phone. It's kind of like when you know being an old old time radio guy like me when you couldn't put uh, police sirens in, in commercials when you were producing them because if you know they had the wow wow like thing people be like oh man i'm getting pulled over i'm going to yank my steering wheel over here and die in a fiery crash like it's like i don't know how many people actually did that but they stopped it so it's like that's what they need to do with these qr codes and that nonsense is just stop that stuff i'm expecting big stuff from uh direct tv during the super bowl direct Why? tv's commercials are always pretty like you know, they used to do the one where it was like, I feel like they you used without to be cable. So good, yeah. I don't know if they still do, but I just feel like Super Bowl is a time where if but you're if you're a commercial person, you hey, better show. Here's up. the problem: they don't have the Sunday ticket anymore. I feel like that was a huge. Oh, what, it, what is it? The progressive unbecoming your parents, like unbecome your parents. Yes, those are always like really fun. Yeah. Oh, we better I'm, see. Flow. I'm ready for a new banger. Hey, yeah. I'm trying, with that series. Y'all trying to see that AT and T lady? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was your name again? I don't even remember. Lily. Lily. I think. Big content guy's a big fan of Lily. I would imagine he is. Yeah. BCG. He's, he likes her. I don't know why. <laughs> I bet he's a big fan. Yeah. yeah, he is a huge fan. Any Multiple Sydney fans. Sweeney content, you think, during these commercials? Oh, we'll see yeah. Sydney Sweeney, 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 Sweeney for sure. Whoever the there. coolest, like the most talked about actors in the world are, we will see them during yeah, the Super Bowl. And, Against know, our will. Taylor Swift, I'm sure, will have something. No, no way, John. Yeah, There's she's, no she, way. Yeah, she's, f she's fizzling out. Um, nobody knows who she is anymore. Yeah, fizzling out. <laughs> yeah, she apparently she's not going to be there because she's going to do a we'll concert to, we'll in Tokyo. We'll have to see her during the commercials, during the game. Yeah, it'll it'll be there. Y'all need to just grow up, man. Yeah, 
People like, were really upset about it, man. I cannot wait for the angry white response the angry on tweets about Taylor Swift. Like, why? They're showing the suite again. She's drinking a beer with Brittany Mahomes. Like, they but she's not going to be there, though. Is she not going to be there? No, I thought that's, what I was, that's what I was saying. I was like, I thought that she was saying that she's doing like a concert in Tokyo or something. Oh, okay. that's what I thought. I thought I heard that. I could be totally wrong. I feel like my wife has showed know. me a TikTok where it's like physically possible for her to be there because of the difference in the time and the flight. Like the the flight would be Swifties crazy. Swifties tap long, in. Let us know. Could, Will Swift she be could do it. at the Super Bowl? Will she be in Vegas? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let us know. Please. I think she'll be there. Let us know. Um, speaking of that, I'm, that's a good segue. I like, we're having good segues today. Having good ones because I, I want to bring up something that has to do with. Not really the Super Bowl, but at least with Taylor Swift, that's I promise it won't be terrible. At least, at least that won't be. Okay, she is, she is coming. All right, according to Branson, she's gonna, she's gonna be here. Yeah, huh? Or Taylor Swift, both. Jeremy Sprinkle says she'll be there. <laughs> One of them's breathing hard, at least. Uh, but either way, side of the story, Jeremy Sprinkle. If you want to ever tell your side of the story. What went down? Yeah, Soul Sprinkle. Let yeah, us we know, love man. we love you, man. We love we love Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah, yeah. The he was because that was before even. Uh, that was before. No, it wasn't before. Was man. it before that? No, no. Manzel. Manzel definitely was. <laughs> no, before. no, no. The, the the remember the guy that was like that went viral. He was always the oh, what salt is he called? Bay. Oh, the, the salt, salt Bay. Yeah, yeah no, Salt Bay. Yeah, yeah. Salt Bay definitely was ripping off Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I yeah, thought yeah, you were talking. No, no, Johnny. Johnny always used to do that. Yeah, yeah he was. He was yeah, this. yeah, he was. Jeremy Sprinkle was definitely yeah. before Salt so Bay. So Manziel did this. Sprinkle did this. That's how you know. Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah. Salt Bay had the hey, hey, three hey. touchdown game against Mississippi State in 2015. Yeah, right? and say you can say whatever you want, but I mean, who had the better NFL career between Jeremy Sprinkle and Johnny Manziel? So obviously, yeah, I would say obviously that one out over that. Yeah. So yeah. Up yours, Manzel. Former Cowboy Jeremy Sprinkle. That's right. And uh, he's actually a Redskin. Well, hey, yeah, he was a real Redskin. Was a Redskin. Not a commie. Before, and then maybe a part <laughs> of the football team. Yeah, he might have been. I don't. He might have been in Dallas by that point. Yeah, I don't know. He's a big NFC East guy. Yeah, they love him in the <laughs> NFC East. Yeah, he has to stay in that division. NFC there. East tight end Jeremy Sprinkle. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll talk about some other nonsense as if we have it already enough, but. Uh, there is another thing that we have to discuss, of course, here on the show. And, of course, it's Manscaped. We are officially sponsored by Manscaped. And, folks, we know what the month of February means, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about. But how about this? Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us, too. That's according to Manscaped because Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription? The all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob that you all are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer right here on the John Neighbors Show. You just go to manscaped.com to snag 20% off plus free shipping with promo code NATTY. That's N-A-T-T-Y. Again, manscaped.com to snag 20% off free shipping with that code NATTY. And we know they call it the Lawn Mower. 5.0 5.0 Ultra. So get ready f- to be the hero of Valentine's Day. It's the electric trimmer that features skin safe technology regarding your V Day treasure against any grooming mishaps. Which, listen, there's nothing worse than having a mishap in your grooming in certain areas of your body. Fellas, you know what we're talking about. So, again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code NATTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code NATTY because your grooming upgrade awaits, ready to charm your valentine's dates we will take our final break and come back with the final segment here on the john neighbor show live from nice state sports studios so stay with us 
Nashville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbor Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. Welcome back into the John Neighbor Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in and watching in this afternoon as we enter into our final segment here on the show. I want to remind everybody that if you ever miss any part of the show, you can always rewatch it back on YouTube. But you can also check out the podcast network here of Natty State Sports because we have so many other things going on here, not only with the John Neighbor Show, but of course, Pot the Palace, Natty State Six Pack, and the bombastic podcast hosted by Andrew Ellis, which apparently is going well because people are almost, it's almost like they're excited for uh, baseball or something like that. I don't know. It's amazing. Or maybe well, they just it, like looking at your face. Could be that too. It's being dubbed the best baseball podcast ever. Um, a lot of people are saying that. I'm not going to comment on those allegations, but it's been very, it's been, it's been fun. Got Good. a little long winded today. I'll tell you what's, what's nice. We figured out how to put timestamps and stuff recently. We put our brains together, and now we know how to put timestamps on stuff. So, like the six pack and the bottom of the palace, and the baseball, po- the bombastic podcast, they're going to have hyperlinks where you can click. Mm. Huge. You know what that also means? It means that people can skip your content pretty easily. Yeah, but they can also there's <laughs> there's there's nice there's nice ways for them to consume what they want to consume. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. A wise man once said, "Don't ever put timestamps in your videos because that just gives people an eager amount to." Skip your other good stuff and skip over potential advertising and stuff. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. That's all I'm Ooh. saying. But nobody would ever do that. Nobody ever do that. Nobody Everyone watches all of us it. from beginning to end. They don't skip. Yeah. Well, and definitely not with ads. The average wow. watch time on our vids is great. Yeah, I was say shit. <laughs> whatever we're doing is working. It's I would say because we're crushing. But <laughs> whatever, whatever it is you're doing is <laughs> working. Hey, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. As as they once said. So they sure didn't skip over last one. No, the best thing about Ellis's pod and like. Aside from you know what he's saying is this the, these the position like the starting lineup or did you go position by position with the first last one? last yeah I kind of want to just and then position by position. the pitching staff like that stuff's evergreen still for about ten plus days yeah like so it's the first pod is doing numbers right now and I mean you still got ten plus days to to check it out once or more than once yeah you can just keep you can, that's the beauty you can just watch it every day. You That's what need, I do every day. I just yeah. watch it. You just yeah. need to fill your blood blood flow. And since and Curtis, the, and since Curtis is talking crazy, we I watch the pot at the palace every day too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Jeremy, by the way, he's clarified that he was never a commander. He was never a commie. Good. Good. But did you play for the football team though? Was I he in he there? That yeah. He says WFT, not WTF. Yeah. Oh, WFT. Okay. I thought that was WTF yeah. at first, too. I thought that was work from home. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you were to put that thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, again, the amount of misspellings we get in the Also, chat Jeremy really canceled for saying the R word. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just no love for the indigenous tribe. Yeah, I, say, I thought it was 2024. After yeah, geez, all. man. Yeah, man. Um, all right. A few fun things to get into before we, uh, I mean, we've mailed it in, so we'll just continue to mail it in. <laughs> uh, how about this? So, speaking of Taylor Swift, she's threatening to sue. The UCF, that's University of Central Florida, junior who tracks her insane amount of private jet travel. Now, you know, if you've listened to my show or my podcast or just know me in person, I'm not exactly a Taylor Swift 
or really about her fans. Her Swifty people, they're it's it's stupid. Like, you know, they they can they will go and they will defend Taylor Swift before they defend their own Lord God. But either way, uh, Taylor Swift is apparently threatening to sue her, who attracts it. Now, here's the thing. Are we on team Taylor Swift or team UCF Junior here? I'm team I don't I was gonna say I'm not crap. on either team, but John, I don't think you should be the one shaming people for uh tracking oh. flights. Oh, but I'm 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 shaming them. <laughs> I'm shaming them. You're shaming see, but that's the thing. This is their Arkansas football head coach. But this what, is their Sam Pittman. But what okay? does that get her? What does that get this junior? I mean, I all know. it gets me. I've been seeing a bunch of tweets clicks, about. It gets me likes. It gets me follows. This That's gets her threatened, uh, sued by Taylor Swift. Which have you been threatened to get sued by Taylor Swift this week? I don't think so. That's true. Maybe I should try. Hmm. I'm just saying that, like, she's a junior in college. You think she has more important things to do? Because I, I feel like Taylor Swift probably travels a lot. As right? a former junior in college, when you're a junior in college, you have nothing to do. <laughs> Trust <That's true>. me, <laughs> you have nothing to do. Well, and now people know this kid is like the person who tracks Taylor Swift. Like okay. knows where Taylor. I don't Swift want to draw attention to toxic things on the internet, but are wow. y'all familiar with a Twitter account named V Lone Predator? Uh, not, Can't it has say not that come I across my time. Well, he no. got in trouble and sued for doing photoshops of people and maybe making them different races and stuff like that. Uh, but he has just made a bit. He's been sued, but he keeps making. Anytime someone tweets something at him, he t- quote tweets him. He's like, "Here's what you would look like if you were black or Chinese or whatever." He's like, just keeping on doing it. He's been sued by like all these people, but he just keeps on posting stuff and quote tweeting people. And so she might just do this forever, where she's like, every time Taylor Swift says something, she's like, "Well, you just flew to Maine." So uh, I guess my thing is like, is she getting money for this? Like, I know you can get paid on Twitter these days, but like, I just. I feel like if you're going to put in that much effort into something, at least make it worthwhile to what you're doing. Because at least with my plane tracking and my own ridiculous mind, I was like, oh, well, this will be good for my content, my radio show and all that. But like, if you're asking if people care about where Taylor Swift is flying and if she can do I, stuff, I, with no, I, know I would do. imagine she can. I know they do. But can she make money? Or uh, Assuming it's a her, I hope it is. But it's like, yeah. can she make money on it? Like, I don't know. Do I think Swifties that? are crazy, man. If if some if some Swifty was like, if you DM a Swifty and you're like, hey, I have information about where Taylor Swift is headed and what she's been doing these past few weeks, I think they would pay for that information. I guess so. Swifties are crazy, Maybe man. Maybe I'll be on the wrong business. Maybe people, I just kept people with the People pay for tracking. Arkansas Razorback sports content. They will pay for Taylor Swift's whereabouts. <laughs> I promise you. Guess so. But they don't have to pay for Arkansas sports content here. No, free. we're free ninety nine. I was kind of trying to see if you're uh, never going to be dissatisfied. Oh, sorry, it's actually a guy, by the way. Um, all Jack right, Sweeney is his name. Never mind. Never mind. This is weird. Yeah, we're out. Now we're now never it's mind, weird. weird. <laughs> now it's gotten weird. Uh, but yeah. So he, okay. So here's. I should just read the story instead of just assuming. Uh, but he runs several accounts that track the flight paths of planes and helicopters owned by celebrities, billionaires, politicians, and other public figures. Uh, Sweeney says, "I think it's important to note that nowhere do I intend to do harm. I actually think Swift has some good songs. It's good to know. <laughs> Swift has some good songs. He's like just a casual, just like." Internet consumer, he's like, I just, just, just tracking the flight, the flights for the hell of it. So yeah, the fact that he's doing it for everybody. Again, I hope he's making money, but I, I bet he's. I would imagine he's finding a way to do something with this information. Okay, so now we're starting to get into the to the meat of it because it's uh, talking about basically of the legal action that's coming over there because huge backlash of the environmental impacts of her flights because while that's on the road, a, yeah, 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 and also jetting across the U.S. The information's already out there. Her team thinks they can control the world, Sweeney says. But after being crowned 2022's biggest celebrity polluter of the year, <laughs> <laughs> owning that, owning that coveted uh, award, 
Her team were quick to hit back, saying that her, she loans out her planes and also bought double the amount of carbon emission tokens that she is needed go. for touring travel. I Based just, on the statistics of tracked by Taylor Swift's jets on Instagram, the hitmaker's trips have produced 138 tons of CO2 emission to date. The singer would need to plant 2,282 trees and allow these to grow for 10 years in order to offset the environmental damage what are caused by her flights. Yeah, I could not be less interested in I this. Know. Like, I was like, <laughs> think of the penguins, man. But think of the penguins, weird. Taylor. Like, bro, she's got all the money in the world. All the money she wants. Let her travel where she wants. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, man? well, because not only that, but I'm like, all right. Oh, what about the turtles, which, though? If you, listen, if you care about, if you care that much about her environmental foot or carbon footprint, fine, whatever. But you know what? I guarantee you she's done a lot more for humanity than you. I that is true. I, like that she's probably, you know, how many millions of dollars she's probably done for charity. At least, again, I, ho- I hope. It's not like I have an article about it, but it's, I guarantee you, she's done a lot more for humanity than you. So shut up. That's my thing. It's like I get that. Hey, we all want to do better for the environment. We want the planet. You know, uh, you know, whatever. She brings a lot of people joy every night. She can yeah. pollute the earth a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, and all these people. My Our man, grandkids are gonna have to deal with it, so, not us. But <laughs> also, I'm gonna be like, well, so we wanted to do. You wanted to like go go by raft. Like you wanted to float the Mississippi down? Like what? It's just like what do you want her to do? Because I feel like if you if you had her drive like a huge tour bus, you'd probably be ah, oh, amount of carbon emissions. Does it have the auto stop when you come to a stop sign? Does it stop it there? Come on. Anyways, yeah, that story was not exactly the way I was planning it to be. Are we talking okay. Drake on today's show or no? Man, I saw that. <laughs> I was about to pull it up, but I don't know. We may run out of time. May have to save that for the uh, the six pack. I'm sure you guys mentioned that. Okay, a hundred mini donuts. Yeah. So this is I Joey be Chestnut. With you. We've seen better work out of Joey Chestnut. I know, and I kind of want to. I'm going to play this video real quick. I'm sure we'll not have any problems with it. So, um, yeah. But Joey Chestnut. This is for a. This is in Sacagawean. Oh. Um, for an Saskatchewan, you mean? Not Sacagawean. Whatever it is, Sacagawean. Whatever. The Lewis and Clark Exploring ca- uh, Companion. <laughs> yeah, that's and the city named after him. Her. her? Saskatchewan. <laughs> Saskatchewan. Yeah, that one. That one works. Goodness gracious, man! By the way, Joey Chestnut just has very weird mannerisms. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously an interesting cat. Like, just look at the way he moves. He moves. He's an very athlete. interesting. He's an actual athlete. No, he's a he's one of the best athletes ever. He's just an interesting cat, man. Just the way he moves, the way he like that video of him walking, uh-huh. where he's like. You know, there was raining at Coney Island. And he was like in, in, emphatic that they had to do it. Like, he's just an interesting he's guy. He's a massive dork. I could watch him. I could watch him eat for days. Man. I just wanted to know, like, you know, we're talking about money. How much money he's made? That's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about people who are polluting the earth? Probably the guy who's eating hundreds of thousands <laughs> of hot dogs each year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, probably that guy, him. That guy's probably. That guy's I don't want to see his plumbing, man. I don't yeah. want to see it. Of course, I don't know. Maybe he goes out in the yard and pinching loafs out there, and maybe it makes the grass grow a little greener. Do you think he's got like a litter think, box? Do you yeah. think he eats like an average meal? Dude, average? I, I bet his calorie intake is off the chain, man. I bet you he doesn't know what that's like, like what, an average yeah, meal. Yeah, how do you him? go from yeah. eating what, like 50, 60 plus hot dogs to just having like a burger and fries? Because you're supposed does to, ever, if you think I'm he ever not, does that? You see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're, you're supposed to keep it going from like, you got to eat a lot to keep, like, I guess, in yeah. shape for eating. So. And also, yeah, just, I, mean, I, I think his 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 organs just work differently than ours. Does he enjoy point. food? Like, does he enjoy the taste of food? Like, yeah, that's my thing. not if you're eating at it this like point. That, I don't, don't know, man. I, yeah, I don't know. Imagine he, he imagine living that life where you can't enjoy the taste of food. Like, imagine that. Imagine so, never knowing what the enjoyment of a steak. It's the most is. gluttonous man I've ever seen. Yeah, in my or, life. or like big chicken. Imagine never going to big chicken and just enjoying that. 
I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to have. He could put life. down 150 strips in 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like some somebody asked me the question of like, "Oh, would you rather?" Was like, "Would you rather have 50 million dollars in your life, or would you rather have the perfect body, eat whatever you want, and never gain weight?" Give me the money. No, I think, no, no I'm giving. The, I'm giving I'm doing, whatever I want. Yeah, man. I'm doing eating anything I, if, I want. If, if I could guarantee my health, yeah, there's. I would be eating like an absolute. Pig. Yeah, you if I basically you, you it's I like, eat like a pig anyway, but I at least feel bad. Basically, if it. you have the perfect body and the you get the taste of food, but the impacts of the food you eat have no impact on you whatsoever. I think that's the greatest thing. You can also eat like a pig with fifty million dollars. It's true, but you can't have the nice body to go with it. You're gonna have your health. True, true story, Branson. I am I am the only person who has bought, <laughs> or at least at the time when I bought it. No, they probably had like 18 people buy more because they saw, hey, Andrew Ellis was wearing a big chicken I am a trendsetter and, and a cultural icon, so that does make sense. But, yeah, when I bought it, there was a customer who or a worker who could not believe I was walking out of there with a hat. Yeah, did man, you buy that sucker? Yeah, I was, was going to laugh more if they were like, did you steal that? Like, no, just, yeah. Huge fan of the Nashville hot sandwich there. And then the, uh, what was it, the shack attack? The, yeah. Yeah. The when they got the, uh, the, the, big, the, the barbecue peppers. chicken alert, I like, too. Yeah, yeah. so good. Oh, I love how the random stuff person says the unmarried guys took the food. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah, we have our priorities in check. Uh, real quick, though, before we wrap up, sorry, I'll leave the Drake uh, story yeah, no, we'll to talk. We'll, yeah, I'm sure. Drake meat watches tomorrow. Yeah. We'll move it to tomorrow. Watch. I'm sorry, what now? Yeah, I, yeah, Google I just, Drake's yeah, name. Yeah, right don't, mm, don't look at images. Um, but uh, apparently, according to Las Vegas Locally, which is you know an astute media outlet, that apparently an NFL player was in town for the Super Bowl, got attacked by a coyote last night at the lake. I bet it was a kicker. I just want to know, like, how do you know that it was an NFL player, but you don't know who it was? Uh, I see. Like, how I does saw that some get out? Theories floated today that it was Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> now that would that be great. That seems very fitting. That would be fitting. It's, it's guaranteed that someone that we don't know, or else we would have heard about it. Because it doesn't say it's a player for the Chiefs or the Forty Nine. I bet it's like you know, it's someone that we don't know. Yeah, that's someone like pretty well, uh, not well known. No, I was, I was gonna. I say, would love to play the game where we just pretend, like we just guess gonna, who it is. Yeah, I was gonna say Antonio Brown, <laughs> although he is not an NFL player, but he is first team. Man, his Twitter account is crazy right now. He is that CTE is dude. He said crazy. Dan Campbell wow. was the first head coach with CTE. Nah, he's not the first. He's damn sure not the first, man. A lot of half of them are former players, man. They're all that. Yeah, well, he, he can blame everyone who has any problem with AB. That AB and Antonio Brown. It's a uh, perfect or whatever is the one that did to him. perfect yeah. yeah it's the one that did it to him so yeah yeah it was fun to see yeah the people talking about who uh the nfl player could possibly be what so would russell wilson be the funniest one like who would be the funniest to one? me that's hilarious yeah. i think yeah i think that's funny I'm russell wilson like, would be a funny one yeah i also think like kirk cousins or like one of the like random middle of the pack quarterbacks like uh like like Zach Wilson, I think would be fun because I'm Nathan a Jets fan. Zach Wilson would be funny. Peterman's but like Matt league. Ryan, dude, imagine Matt Ryan getting attacked by a coyote because he would not anymore. Right? Matt Ryan, would, he doesn't play anymore, okay. but he would not have the athleticism to get away from the coyotes. So no. it'd be like funny if it was like a big dumb idiot like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that that's always like if, what it's I a, think. if it's a big guy who's actually an imposing figure, it's like kind of horrifying. We're like, oh damn, a yeah. coyote got his ass. But it's what? like Matt Ryan, it's like ah, it's funny. That's why I don't like look at you know Shane Gillis when he talks about uh, I won't say what he says, but it's like the funniest. It's like there's the funniest of everything. You <laughs> know? Yeah. I'll, I'll go first, but no. no but it's <laughs> Tua is pretty funny because he just finds new ways to get hurt all the time. So it'd be like kind of funny if it's like, oh, he's out for six weeks, coyote attack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the list could go on and on and just like people that would be pretty humorous to see. Hey, Dre Greenlaw, Super Bowl MVP. 
TBD, TBD. We'll we'll maybe do a gambling show later this week where we'll tie, we'll uh, hype it up. Mm-hmm. Fayetteville High. I hope Brandon Allen calls the t- coin toss. Remember, he was the coin yeah. toss caller for the, for the Bengals. And uh, I don't, I want to. I think he's still doing it for the 49ers. Or get I know the, he did it get earlier. Get the scoop on what he's thinking. Yeah. yeah. I wonder where he's. Yeah. It's true. Find that out. Hmm. All right. Let's uh, close up shop. What'd you guys learn? Anything today at all? I learned that uh, we're continuing to crush it here at uh, Natty State yeah. Sports Headquarters. And uh, as John mentioned, we got a lot of good stuff coming out. I'm excited about the Boss Hogs, excited about the pod at the Palace. Tomorrow morning is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm excited for people to hear that pod. Bombastic crushing. John Neighbors is still John Neighbors. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. The six-pack is, is is hotter than ever. Everybody go listen to the six-pack right now. I guarantee you'll have a better day. Yeah. I sit in on that recording all the time, and it's, it's a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. It's just they don't want me involved in it, but I would bring it down probably. Yeah, you just get, just we need to get Curtis you a live Curtis studio audience to when you guys record it and just well give give the laugh track or something or other, you know, like a sitcom. Get these guys a rooftop patio for this spring and let them do the six. If only we live. were at a building that had a patio on one of the higher floors. Yeah, oh, okay. if only. Well, there's plenty of uh, you know cigarette butts out there yeah. for you guys to. Fine. Sift through. That's yeah, that's probably make a brain. filter out of them. Take your honest. heater, boy. Air filter. Your heater break elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Scotty, did you learn anything? Is just how funny the six pack is and how great it is. Um, that <laughs> baseball pod's killing it. Um, and then it would be incredibly funny to me, like if Russell Wilson was the guy that got the coyote after him. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's who I'm cheering hope for. Hope whoever it is is okay. But like Russell Wilson doing that, that's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good. One. Well, I'll say this and ending on this note. You know what I learned is something that I should have known, but what I learned, Toby Keith had a lot of bangers, a lot and a lot of bangers, including the Red Solo Cup. And who knows? Maybe maybe I'll continue to drink out of the Solo Cup because why not? You know. But in honor of Toby, of TK, to you, that's what I learned today. But that does it for us here on the John Neighbor Show. Appreciate everybody listening in and watching in. Be sure to subscribe, be sure to like, be sure to share, be sure to tell us how awesome we are in the comments, no matter what it is. Hype us up because we're pretty cool. We're not the underdogs. We're going to be the ones that show, hey, people always knew we were going to be awesome and we're going to finish awesome whenever that ends up happening. But either way, appreciate everybody watching, listening in. Have a great rest of your night. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay safe, everybody, and we will see you then.